Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I'm going me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Real Podcast 7, we back. I don't know what episode number this is, but we here, man. 204. I think it is 204. You might be you might be on some shit today, That's a Pat. guess. That's a, that's a, I'm just, just throwing it out there. Let me get it together. Sound accurate. I ain't mad at the 204. Let me see. Uh, trying to cross-reference. 203, it is 204. Ah, ah! Give me some claps, man. First time I've ever did that. Spot on. We are back, man. Um... You know, at the toy factory here getting lit, uh, sm- yeah. smoking a little hookah, drinking a little, Being drinking some cheap water today. You know what I'm saying? I saw, I opened my fridge and saw this. I was like, oh, I guess I could, I guess I could get down with the get down. You know what I'm saying? I'm normally a water snob, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I grabbed this one because this was the, the, the biggest water out of the ones that I had. All of, you know, the Fiji's is like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 500 milliliters. You can't really get through a whole show with that. You yeah. need like seven of them drones. Yeah. But we back, man. Um, You know, uh, took a week off. Mm-hmm. Took a week off, but uh, we well, back. Well, we didn't necessarily take, we took a week off from this, but we were still working. Yeah, we always Can are you working. you turn my headphones down a little bit? Thank you so much. Yeah, so we we, we, we are constantly working. Um, You know, we... uh. We're on tour right now. We had our uh, Delaware tour date. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I already agree. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say it. I said it to people who asked me about it. I'm going to say it. The Delaware audience. I want to do more shows in Delaware. Was 90% Delaware. It was not a bunch of Philly motherfuckers that came to Delaware. It was 90% Delaware. And they were the best audience we've had, bar none. They were, they were, they were lit. It was a diverse audience. Yeah, we had the pretty girls in the front. Shout out, uh, Abby. Shout out to Nia. We had the, you know what I'm saying, we had Mama Bev. You know what I'm saying, up front. You know what I mean? Who's 70 years old and loved TRPE? Apparently, I don't she's, know. She's making us oxtail. She's making us oxtail. Yeah. Shout out, Glow. You know what I'm saying, Khaki Goldfish. I love you, Glow. Uh. But yeah, the the participation, the the promptness, the <clears throat> like everything, the energy was like 
they was fucking with us. Mm-hmm. They was fucking with us, man. That was the it wasn't no too cool for school shit, man. It yeah. was it was that was our best show, dog. About a hundred people, like perfect size. Shout out to the the uh, the, the queen. Uh, they have a room there called the Crown Room, and that's where we performed at. It's like basically like a, a loungy mm-hmm. type of. Nightclub, uh, like that comedy that, club type. The club room. they would always go to on New York Undercover, right? And yeah. Or Love Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like that sort of thing, and uh, it was like just the perfect size, the right amount of people in there, man. Shout out to everybody that showed up, and uh, it was lit, man. It was it was a super dope night, and uh, yeah, it it was that was our best audience so far. We've done a bunch of shows now at this point. We're like show veterans at this point, but uh, that was our best show, man. So. You know, Brooklyn, y'all got to come with it. You know what I'm saying? June 26th, we're going to be in Brooklyn. I guess this is an announcement. I guess I guess I can announce it now. Uh, we've been talking about this, you know, wanting to do a co-branded show with these guys for a minute. Uh, we've been knocking different stuff off our bucket list. We had one fam open up for us at the anniversary show. We did our co-branded show with uh, Nerd and Molly, Church for the Wild Podcast, which, aside from the audience, our chemistry with Nerd and Molly Yo. was, fun- was Yo. fire. Nerd, 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 and Molly are funny as shit. Yo, nerd is so good yeah. at this media shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I forgot how good he was because we haven't done nothing together mm-hmm. since like that social media episode, which we didn't even get to talk about. Right. But nerd is so good, and Molly just had his jaws where he was just he was just dropping mm-hmm. buckets. You know what I'm saying? So that was an amazing show. So we've been knocking different stuff off of our list. We went to DC, stuff like that. Uh, we're doing for our final tour stop, June 26th, Brooklyn, New York, co branded show, TRPE, TRPE, The Office, TRPE in the office, co branded show, Brooklyn for the TRPE tour closer. We're going to be at the Knitting Factory uh, Sunday, uh, June 26th in Brooklyn. Make sure y'all get y'all tickets now. Go to officialtrpe.com. Uh, grab y'all tickets for that now. They will sell out. We already probably about 20, 30% sold with a month to go. Uh, so now once we get the marketing and all of that going, it will sell out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and all these niggas should be there. Yes. You have a tendency of not all showing yeah, up. Yeah, well, however many of them niggas is there, yeah. uh, they'll be there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I had a, I, I talked with Nas this It's week. like the Wu-Tang. Yes. Like, yeah. It's literally Wu-Tang. Like the, yeah, at a at an award show, they'd be like, the next presenter is the Wu-Tang Clan, and it'd be Jizza Rizza and... <laughs> Shaheem, and you like <laughs> wait, where? <laughs> right. One of the one of the niggas from Sons of Man and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this ain't the woo. But you'll cut on the episodes, and one episode would be everybody. Then the next episode would be Lynn and somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't a member of the office. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they all should be there. It should be dope. Yeah, you know no, that's gonna, that's gonna be a cool show. So you're gonna see all of us on I'm stage. Must start writing together. some Muslim jokes for Nas <laughs> to keep them in the tuck. You know what I'm saying? You know. Put them to the side. Yeah, put those to the side. Just get shit get, shit get thick up here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sunday, June 26th, Brooklyn, New York, the legendary Knitted Factory, TRPE, the office, co-branded show, us on stage together, not them opening up for us, us on stage together. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all came to the Delaware show, because people was at the Delaware show buying tickets for Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, yeah, I'm going to just, y'all niggas really good. I'm going to just buy my tickets now. And then that was the other thing. Like, motherfuckers is at the show buying tickets for another show. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't make Atlanta, but I'm going to be in. I'm gonna yeah, be in yeah, the, 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 the energy in Delaware was. It was that, different. That was a funny-ass show. It was different, man. That was a great, that was a great show, yo. And we're so. not releasing none of the media from the live no. shows. We're holding it to the end and going to package it all together to do something yep. special. Um, 
For multiple reasons. Yeah. One, because the people that spent their money or traveled or whatever they did in order to get their ass in the building mm-hmm. and had an exclusive experience deserve for that experience to remain exclusive. So that's the first thing, because this is our first and probably only tour. <laughs> like, it, it, it might be one and done. <laughs> it's a lot to go into this it's, shit. It's work. It's a lot you know to go saying? into it's, this shit. It's man. work. And I realized, like, you know, once we started getting into, like, the minutia of it and then having to move dates around and the Charlotte mess and all of that stuff, I started to realize, I'm like, damn. I see why Rory and Maul just did two shows and just called it a day. They did yeah. an L.A. show. They did a New York show. It ain't no bunch of heavy lifting. We going into the markets where motherfuckers go to everything, mm-hmm. and we just going to let that be that. If y'all want to come to either one of these shows, if you're on the West Coast, come to L.A. you on the East Coast, come to, uh, you know, or you uh, East Coast adjacent, whatever, right. come to New York. And it worked. So I, I'm going to think we're going to implore that strategy going forward. We definitely are still going to do an L.A. show, um, you know, but, you know, I had b- these big aspirations of doing a West Coast leg of the tour. That shit is out the window. We're yeah. just going to do one show. We're going to dance to one song and one song only. We're going to come to L.A. Hopefully niggas is done acting like maniacs. And we're going to pop our show off and we're going to do our thing. Yo, Crip Mac called me the other day. Crip Mac called me. So so listen, this is this is the uh this is the funny shit about Crip Mac. Crip Mac hit me up as if like I don't know that it's Crip Mac called okay. me. You know what I'm saying? So he hit me up and he's like, yo, uh I got Zoom interviews right now and live interviews for so 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 and so. Chad is Crip Mac. So that was at 1049 a.m. At that point, I was being a nigger, I was still asleep for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. He sends me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> sends me a picture of him as if. This nigga straight said a selfie. Quit playing. This nigga playing games. I know he know who this is. This is me. It's Crip Mac. Like it's the one and only. That Hoover gang, biggest shit on his forehead. So, so I respond. What up, Loke? Yo, what's cracking? Let people know I got two hundred dollar features, three hundred dollar Zoom interviews, and eight hundred dollar live interviews. Email the real Mac at gmail.com. So I told you, Crip Mac, I got you, baby. You know what I'm saying? We locked it in. That's the proof. You know what I'm saying? I told y'all, Crip Mac is, is my is my Loke. You know what I'm saying? That's Talk funny, to Crip Mac. It? So yeah, Crip Mac just randomly hit me up, or whatever the case may be. He's trying to get back cracking. His one of his uh, he had got a new manager, and his manager ran off with like his YouTube page and mm. all this crazy shit. Yeah, it was bad. They were trying to hold his YouTube for ransom. He got it back. Oh shit! But yeah, messy, messy, messy nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Niggas so, just bring nonsense wherever they at. It's so much money and so much just shit you could be doing. And niggas' whole purpose in getting into anything be, I'm about to just be a messy-ass nigga. Yeah, where's the scam? Uh, where's the scam in this? That's where That's where yeah. I'm going immediately. You know what? You know, I, could, we could, we could, I could come together. Crip Mag is a lightning rod. We could come together, do some legit business, get some paper. You know what I'm saying? Raise his profile up, get some of these money. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I'm fucking two, some of these five, some of these eights. But you know what? I'm just gonna rob the nigga. Yeah. I'm just gonna take the page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how much the page got? 150,000 subscribers. I'm just gonna take the page. Yeah. What you gonna put on here? Puppies. Yeah. Puppy, puppy content. I'm gonna sell this to the Westminster <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga paid good money yeah, for $150,000 yeah. YouTube subscribers. Active ones? 
You know, it was like a real thing, like building up social media pages yeah. and then selling them and shit. Yeah. 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 There's a whole service for it. Wolf Global. Oh, okay. Of of one, that's a legit one that I know about. Shout out Bandman Kevo. He put me onto that journal. Uh, but yeah, so tour, uh, final show, uh, June 26th, uh, TRPE, the office, that's going to be lit. Get y'all tickets right now, right, right now. now. OfficialTRPE.com. Uh, we got new merch out. Uh, y'all want to get some? I'm gonna put it on my socials and all that, and on the Patreon, so y'all know we have the merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got new merch. We got uh, all black hats. We got the blue, all blue TRPE logo. We had this. Oh, I'm like all black hats. This hat, mm-hmm. uh, the all blue hat that Matt was rocking that couldn't nobody get. That was exclusive. We have some of those available. We still got red. We got green, and then we got the blue and white also. So we mm-hmm. got a few different flavors of the hats, and then we have the TRPers logo uh, T-shirt in white and in black sizes from small up to four X. So t-shirts, 30 bucks, hats, $50, any two items, 70 bucks, uh, local delivery. If I got to ship it to you, then it's just a regular price. Cause, uh, we poor and yeah. we got to pay the United States Postal Service. Yeah. So I think that's all the admin stuff. Uh, pretty much. That's, I think that's all the admin stuff. Um, you're not on Patreon, subscribe to the, we don't do this in the beginning of the show enough. Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon is, is getting revamped, relit, uh, you know, we have helped our patrons scale upwards of 50, 60, 80, $150,000 worth of credit on our Patreon. We did an impromptu credit episode last week talking about some different credit things. We're about to start a new credit series. And when we revamp the Patreon, we're going to be doing a viewer's choice. <coughs> viewer's choice for the VIP tier. We're going to be doing adding two shows a month that are strictly viewer's choice topics mm-hmm. and all of that. So on a VIP tier, we're going to be going from eight shows a month to ten. Working, you know what I'm saying? So that's why we're going to hurry up. And these regular shows might get dialed down a little bit to put more shit like on the Patreon, even as far as like the Patreon episodes, instead of being two hour long, Jones, like a two hour, a one hour, then another one. So it's going to be a lot more time going into Patreon. Correct. Because our Patreon supporters are our biggest supporters. Yes. You know, they just deserve it. The Patreon audience is the top 1%. We were saying top five, top 10. No, it's the top 1% of our audience. Mm -hmm. These are the faces that I see at the shows. These are the people that I talk to the most at this point. Um, so that's the other thing. Like, if you want a Patreon, you have a personal t- connection to me. Sometimes, Matt, when he on there. I'll be on there every now and then. <laughs> every now and again. Yeah. Uh, but you get a personal one-to-one connection with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the biggest resource that you can get? You get us. So people hit us up. Yo, I'm on the VIP tier. I'm on Patreon. Da, 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 da. They hit me on IG. They hit me on Twitter. Yo, what about so-and-so? Give me this. Run me this scenario. Da, 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 da. Like, we make ourselves available to people to give them <laughs> the value add and that information for being patrons. So as the patron, patron, Patreon community continues to grow, we continue to scale. We're going to continue to do giveaways, givebacks, different stuff like that. We still got the, uh, you know, when we hit uh, 500, we still got $1,000 out there. I don't want that money. I don't know. Uh, and then when we hit 1000 at some point in the distant future, we got $5,000. So it's like we still got money on the table hanging out there for y'all for, like, various initiatives and various things for being a part of the audience. So continue to share on board people to the community and it'll benefit you. So I think that's that's all the admin stuff. Now we're good. Now we're good. Black Prom <laughs> has jumped the shark. I'm gonna play devil's advocate in this. Let's moment. do it. Okay. Black Prom has jumped the shark. Um, you know, we've gotten to the point where the black baby shower and the black prom is like the highlight of some of these kids' lives. 
and the gender pa- reveal baby shower. Gender reveal yeah. baby shower. And the parents are treating it as such. And I don't have a problem with treating and spoiling your kids because some of y'all got good ass kids. Some of y'all kids deserve for y'all to break y'all back, go all out, start a GoFundMe, have a fish fry, whatever the case may be, to have this $20,000 prom send off. Mm-hmm. The problem that I'm having with black prom is that we having a $20,000 prom send off in front of an $11,000 house. That part of it, I'm not understanding. So it's like, yes, as much as we want to celebrate our kids and give them what we didn't have and blah, 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 let's not do so at the behest of financial, uh, a downward financial trend for the next six months trying to recover from all the money we poured into prom. Y'all got motherfucking 18 Rolls Royces. Y'all got uh, four prom dates. Y'all got a motherfucking pterodactyl kid flying out on a pterodactyl, all Mm -hmm. kind of shit. Spirit dancers, Power Rangers, all of this shit. And then y'all got to come back tomorrow and eat a noodle sandwich. And that part about it is just kind of like, well, damn, maybe we should scale back a little bit and or if we could grind this hard to pay for prom, Maybe we should just grind this hard year round so where we could get out of the eleven thousand dollar crib and at least get a twenty two thousand dollar house. Right. That's where I'm at with it. <sighs> I agree with these things. I just think ultimately it's like you know how you're not supposed to make nothing about yourself. Okay. Right. I respect it. But that's what we tend to do, right? So a lot of people come from a place of they think it's too much. They think it's drawling. They think it's whatever, whatever, whatever. But if the shoe was on the other foot, a lot of people would do the exact same things that they be hating. But sure, it's some sour grapes element to it. And I, again, not making it about yourself, but <clears throat> I was part, I was a big factor in that whole Miami shit with the car rental thing. Huge factor. Right. So, and I, I say it all the time, I, people always, for some reason, just me and Feek. And it, it was Marty. Right. It was Marty and Los <laughs> who really just took that shit up a notch. Because me and Feek was like, yo, we were in a Beamer and a Range Rover. Marty was like, well, I'm getting a Ferrari. And Lowe was like, well, I'm going to get a Ferrari the first day and I'm going to get something else. I'm like, are you niggas serious? And then it just like, Feek like, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to get a Bent. And then it's just like, okay, well, let me see what else. And, and it, right. it became a thing. And <clears throat> we went down there for Tink Weekend. We rented all the cars, had the house, the house party, all that shit. And I watched social media call us every name in the book. You hit me and was like, yo, keep it real. Was I drawn? Yeah, like, right. Because I'm like, I don't even know you that much more. But uh, <laughs> what you think? What do you think? Because I respect what you know. And you like, I don't think it's drawing. I mean, at the end of the day, y'all doing the things you want to do, spending your money, this and the third. And, and niggas went as far as, I saw the tweets. I saw all that shit. That was dissertation that got wrote about y'all. I saw it, and I watched niggas like, niggas go out of town and act a fucking fool, got to come back, and they cars is barely running. I saw bitches like doing all of this shit, and then come back, they got to eat. Like you said, ramen noodles, eating peanut butter sandwiches with no jelly. You know what I'm saying? Just straight <laughs> peanut sandwich. butter. Just, just straight peanut butter. I watched all of that shit to the point where I'm like, damn, is we doing too much? Because I'm like, we having fun. And it was, it yeah, was like, it was, damn, am I a nut-ass nigga? And then... <laughs> I watched everybody who wasn't a part of that like have something to say where it was little slick shit. Some things was mean. Some things was little snide remarks. Then the very next year, Tink Weekend, niggas <laughs> went down there and rented every car in the Dade County 
area. And tried to drive them on the beach. Niggas rented cars in Fort Lauderdale and bought them down because it wasn't no cars in Miami left to rent. And it's like, it hit me in that moment where it was like, oh, we wasn't doing too much. Niggas just wasn't doing it. And that's kind of how I look at this prom situation where it's like, they're not really doing too much. It's just that people feel outdone. Because everybody wants to show off their kids and give their kids some shit. You know what I'm like? That's just, I think that's the way you would want to be. And I watched. I mean, if your kid graduating. Right. (laughs) And if your kid is academically ineligible and you spent the dub on prom, y'all both need y'all ass. And I watched a lot of people this week go into that, especially I'm, you know, I I drive the bus. And it goes back to like what Kev said with the whole rich blacks versus poor blacks. And I, it's funny because in that moment, I didn't really think about it. And it hit me the other day. You got rich blacks and you got poor blacks. You know who really hates everything? Those middle class working blacks. That middle, that salt to the earth, middle tier work, working class Cause, black. Because I work with a lot of them. They really, what is happening, Daniel? Lovers and friends. <laughs> like, that. those people don't believe in anything other than their job. And doing shit that the job allots you to do. Right. If you do anything above that, you're like... You're doing too much. You you out of pocket almost. So basically, I saw the prom that Barb had, right, where she had the lock blocked off or whatever, whatever. Real quick, let me clear out. Barb is financially solvent. Let's just say that. Listen. Like, Barb can handle that prom 52 times. And I, and I, hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Watched, because they they posted on, because you know, the, the bus comes down, so it was a detour or whatever. And... They somebody posted in the joint like, oh my god, the street blocked off, da 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 da. So the fifty twos had to go around, and oh, oh man, I, I know my fifty two drivers are stressed the fuck out. I know the, the people on Gerard fifteen or whatever come down Gerard stressed the fuck out, did And people in the comments just like, all of this for what? Like, shorty better just be graduating and da 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 and doing all of this. And it's like, damn, like a fuck around, don't even got a permit and da da da. And it's just like, then in the, the girl who said that in the next comment was like, the girl going to prom with a damn police escort. Like, this is too much. And I'm just like, how do you not have a permit? But right. then have a police, police escort. Like, make it make sense. Yeah. And it's and like, and bar pay more taxes than anybody on 52nd Street. You, you want to know the craziest <laughs> part? The 19th District didn't even charge her for the blockade. They just like, yeah, because of all the shit you do and have going on. Yeah, no, nah, we just going to. She pay more taxes and give away more just stuff, mm-hmm. money, food, resources, opportunity to, than anybody in the whole community. And I saw somebody like, oh man, like the shit on 52nd Street was, was, was ridiculous. All them people. And I'm thinking to myself, I guess this is just me in a different mindset. I'm like, you know what I like paid attention to in all of these different proms and all these different things that went on 
People who do balloon arrangements made a lot of money. People who do floral arrangements made a lot of money. People who create dresses, shout out Butter Obama, they made a lot of fucking money. Caked People off. who do food and catering made a lot of fucking money. DJs, the one DJs is DJs is acting Man. like t DJ Touchstone <laughs> out this month. Like niggas is lit. I seen regular little DJs acting like Red Alert niggas over the get, last niggas, couple niggas weeks. Niggas went from a buck twenty five from Boo to five hundred. Dog. DJs is getting money. Event good. planners is getting money. Like real shit. People who do all kinds of different suits and it like, and I'm, I'm looking at it from that aspect where it's like, how much money people made over these last couple of weeks doing all this yeah. prom shit? And it's like, yo. It's an economic boom for people. It's an economic boom. And I'm just like, how are we? And I'm like, yo, white folks really did a number on black people. Yeah, we you, hate each other. We hate. We fucking can't stand each other. I ain't seen <laughs> one white person this week. I mean, these nigga proms is getting out. Right? And it's just like, they don't give a fuck. Because you know why? They doing it too. They got red carpets and balloon archways and chariots and all kinds. I seen somebody go to a white couple from somewhere. They went to a prom the other day with a horse and carriage. And it's just like, no one's upset about that in the white community. It's like only us, though, that we act like that. And I'm just like, yo, at the end of the day, like you said, I, and I, I, did, I was saying it to the one girl, I'm like, sis who did all of that is a millionaire. Like, The facts, the fact, the, the rumors are the facts. Like how, like how your mind don't work to where you see something like that. And it's kind of like motivating and kind of dope where it's just like, she like, think about how dope it is. You shut that shit down in front of your place of business. Yeah. Like we got all this shit. We yeah. got upstairs. We close the store. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, we ain't open today. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's but it's, it's free food out this month. Yeah. 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 Come, come grab, come, come get grab, a grub. come get a grub. <laughs> like what you hating for? <laughs> You're afraid. And it's just like. That aspect. Now, I will say, and I'm going to say this, I thought Milan, that's her daughter, looked very, very nice. I thought she had on a decent-ass gown. Yes. Now, the dresses have gotten way out of fucking control. The outfits. Hashtag The outfits have gotten crazy. Yes. Because my thing is, I don't know if y'all really understand what a prom is. It's a formal event. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, yo, young girls, these are 17, 18-year-old girls. These are young women. Like, when I saw Barb Dorda, I'm like, that dress is great. Shoulders covered, chest completely covered. You could see the little sheer where it shows off that you are a young woman. Right. This is what you should wear. This is, and then, and then, shout out to the dude she was with. He a ball player. He had on dress shoes. Yes. Congratulations. Get us some <laughs> claps for the shoes. He had on dress shoes. Shout out, shout out Bugsy's son also. Dapper. Great tuxedo. Red lining. Boom. Nice red bottoms on. Like, they put that shit together. They had the, they had the dawn. You know what I'm saying? Like, simple, understated, classy. Yeah. Some of these outfits that were popping off where it's like, I saw young girls whole, like, chests and shit. I saw Areola. Yeah, I, I, I Areola. Areola. Yeah. Y'all are out of pocket. Yeah. And her dad was there. Yeah. Or a dad. Some father figure was present. <laughs> and then Areola was out. A dad. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Mr. Yeah. Steve, whoever he yeah, was. Yeah, Mr. Tony. <laughs> <from Dallas. laughs> yeah. Some of these outfits were just a bit much where it's just like yo this isn't formal that that's that's a freakum dress yes with a train yeah. that's not a formal gown yeah. we're, we're we are we are pushing the boundaries of fashion right 
Now that part for me, I don't give a fuck what you want. Like that part is the part where I be like, all right, yo, like, come on. This is kitty porn. Like Not I saw porn. one joint, the girl, the, her titties were out of the dress. Like that was the way the dress was designed for her titties to hang out yeah. and like shit to hang over the titties. And there's all these adults. Like, like pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah. That's how the, the shit was. And draped. there's mad adults in the process of this up to execution. And yeah. nobody's like, let's put this hide the titty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's cover the titty. Let's put the titty back. You and I'm thinking saying? to myself, when it's like, an underage titty. Let's not expose the underage titty. And I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, do kids like do 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 parents not beat their kids up no more? Like, because my mom, my mom would like have beat my sisters. <laughs> like she'd have beat them. Pushing right in the neck. <laughs> yeah. Like she'd have. Been, my dad would have beat them. Like y'all getting beat. Like what the fuck is up with you thinking that you even about to? My mom wouldn't let me wear Concords on the prom. Like, I wanted to wear Concords with my tux, like on some boys to men shit. Shout, shout out my man, Kurt. That nigga wore a Lakers warm-up and a Kobe jersey to bro. Oh, no. <laughs> white drone. That's how you know it was formal, because it was yeah, white. Yeah. <laughs> Jules wore Jordan 16s on his prom. And I thought that shit was cool. And I was like, yo, I'm going to wear Jordan 11s. And I told my mom, I got all my shit together, my suit, my hat, cane, all that shit. I had a tux. And I was like, I'm going to wear Concords. My mom was like, no, you no, you're aren't. Not. You're putting yeah. shoes on. And I'm like, no, but Jules wore the Jordan 16s. And she was like... That's great. Jules doesn't live here. So you, in this house, in this, house, in this, in this dome is out. you aren't wearing Jordans. I was sick about it. But it's just like, yo, like seeing it now where the, the young men just shoes is out. No, it's gone. I saw no bullshit. All the prom shit. I, I saw seven pair of shoes. Yes. Seven. 92,000 proms. Yeah. Seven pair of shoes. Seven pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, the McQueen yo, shit. Yo, listen, listen. Alexander McQueen. You you up right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the young boys is approaching prom like, all right, what I gotta wear something else. So, something gotta. I'm when we go to Dorney Park on Saturday, I gotta have something. You know what I'm saying? Else that I could. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. could. I could extract from this outfit. Yeah. Give me the black velvet McQueens. Yeah. The velour pups. You know what I'm saying? You brush them, they turn different blacks. Yeah. And one thing I saw that it was real cool was just seeing kids be kids in that moment yes where like they coming out the house they having fun they dancing around you know they shaking that shit doing a little thing whatever whatever i saw a lot of situations where it was decent to see just like normalness yeah. in the prom where it's like y'all got your balloons y'all set up whatever whatever the family's all there uh, i saw erica her daughter went to prom looked real nice had a nice gown on you know nothing too crazy extra and it just i look at it where it's like these kids still gotta have fun and dance like mm -hmm. some of the shit you see them wearing and you're just like you you ain't even gonna be able to move much in that yeah. sis. you can't breathe nah and if you move the wrong way something's coming out or yeah. coming off yeah yeah, I, the, I, the train I ain't mad at, I mean, it's gowns. But my thing is the, to have your whole side out. Like I saw one, Jonah, girl had her whole, I'm talking about from underarm down to her ankle was like just out. And it was like the little chains yeah. like holding the shit yeah. together. And I'm just like, that That ain't, which that's not something you should wear to prom, yo. Like that's that's not formal. That's not elegant. That's that's just hoochie. Yeah, that's that's a hoochie. That's a, that's a freakum dress. That's a freakum dress. Shout out to Mellow Ball. Mellow Ball sent his truck up here for the for the uh, Power Ranger prom. The young boy, too rare. He had Mellow Ball's, uh, what's the, the name, his lamb truck. The green one? 
the uh no a, a, the black one with the orange interior with the MB and the seats and all that shit. Oh, Melo must got two of them Jones or got another because he, he had a lime green Jones. I remember that. Yeah, he got that one too, but okay. he sent the black and orange one up for the for prom. Okay, but that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I people a lot saw a lot of people this week on on post different shit like. Oh my God! They did the prom was nothing like this when I went to prom. This is too, and I'm like, yeah, but you went to prom in 1992, right? Prom, it, it's evolved. Yeah, it's evolved. It's not what it was, and I, I, I think that's me just understanding that, like, when I went to prom, the limo was the thing that, like, you got a limousine. Nigga, you had a stretch SUV. I told you I had the excursion. That yeah. shit was like groundbreaking, and and honestly, in that moment, I probably was doing too much. Yeah, because why did we need a stretch excursion? With the with four wheels in the back, I had it. I had a uh, Deville, <laughs> Deville limo. Everybody loves McDonald's fries, so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba. No, not the, not limo. Right, I was I was driving. Oh, you was driving. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Was you driving. was ahead of your time. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Dead. yeah. We won. Like nobody was really doing that back I had in the a day. Sil- I had a silver Deville. I had that joint for the weekend. My pop was like, "You better not crash." Oh, <laughs> I remember our sci-fi. One of the scamming homies in my class. He was like, got everybody to put money up for a limo. Like everybody put up seventy dollars. We get the limo. His family owned like a fucking funeral home. Showed with the hearse. He showed up with the limo with all the seats facing forward. <laughs> no tent. I'm like. <laughs> Yo, this is the Jonah family sitting <laughs> on the way to the graveyard like this. <laughs> this Put that money right in his pocket. Uh-huh. His uncle driving this shit. <laughs> Damn, big man, you don't play football? Man, shut the fuck up, boy. <laughs> Gotta sit this bullshit like... Give me any, to the repass. Any limo you win where the driver can talk directly to you. <laughs> it's not a limo. <laughs> it's not a limo, dog. Driver having a full-blown conversation with you. But... Yeah, man, I just feel like it's just, it's different. Back in the day, remember uh, Smalls on 69th Street? Like, it was, people was renting tuxedos. Because what the hell else you need a tuxedo for? Now, it's like, you know, people getting outfits made. Like, it's real, it's a real live thing. It's starting in in December, January. Hitting up, uh, they hitting up Butter, they hitting up Marquette, they getting they, you know what I mean, getting the outfits ready. Yeah, man. Like, so me, me all in all, it's like, Yes. Do do I feel like black people tend to go overboard with stuff like this? Yes. I mean, you know, we, we go overboard with everything, though. Like, so it's no different in, in just regular nigga life. You know what I'm saying? We tend to just go overboard with everything. Yeah, I just don't. I just, my, whole, my whole position is, for those that got it, do whatever the hell you want. If, th- if this is just another day and, you know, you spend 15, 5, 10, 15, 20,000, whatever on prom, do your thing. And you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to hurt you. But if this is going to subject you to four more years of abject poverty, you probably should dial it back just a little bit. Let's cut a little bit of corners so that, you know what I'm saying, we can have at least some chicken uh, the next day and not got to eat a peanut butter sandwich. Right. With no sandwich, just peanut butter. So, all in all, I'm not really mad at the prom show. Uh, So, any, any prom Jones that stood out good or bad? Uh, barbed. I thought I thought they looked real nice. Like I said, Erica, her daughter had like a green dress. She looked nice. Her and her date. Um, Pastor Carlson killed. Pastor Carlson did 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 real. Shout nice. out to the GT. They had the GT. Yeah, and they they looked proper. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Did anyone else stand out that I saw that I can like really really remember offhand? Uh, uh. Who else did I? It was a couple of them that I saw. I was like, damn, they look really nice. 
Oh, the young boy, they had like an old school Rolls Royce. Oh, I didn't see that. Light skinned young boy. And he had like, I guess he. It was, they went like, it was like some, uh, I'm a classic man, like okay. dinner, yeah, like that yeah, look. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because somebody was like, I, I thought that was Reds from uh, Five Heartbeats. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But they did, they did real nice. He had on a nice okay. suit, shoes or whatever, whatever. So yeah, I mean, all in all, like, I, I don't, I don't view it, I guess, with like a negative thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's just me. Like, I, you know, and I, once I saw that shit from people that I work with, and that, that, that was the part that kind of like was blowing me a little bit where it's like, the middle class blacks who only believe in their job and the things that they job allot them, yeah. they are the most negative people on the planet. Like everything, but if you do anything, they, I told you when, when I got the, the truck situation with Lee, my man told me, he was like, yo, man, motherfuckers in the break room, dead ass is like looking up your run, like on the, bo- the big board. Like, what the fuck do he work? I don't know. It's like, this shit ain't making no sense. Yeah, that's, that's strange because let's let's talk about this real fast. At the end of the day, a car, it can be an asset now because of services like Hire Car, Toro, uh, you know, the booming, you know, car rental services and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, a car ain't nothing but a credit qualification, a down payment, and a monthly payment. That's all a car is. That's it. That's all the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? So just because I know how to get my credit and maintain it to a certain level, be able to afford a down payment, save enough money to afford a down payment, or put it on a credit card, um, and then make my monthly payment to where I can have and maintain this car. It doesn't mean that I'm just all of a sudden I'm wealthy or whatever, or I hit the number, the street number, or whatever the hell. That's it's crazy. it's just it's just a car. Yeah. Like and the the fascination and almost like negative obsession that black folks have with cars. With no, but, but, but for working class blacks, it's with anything. You go on a vacation, they can't believe it. Yeah, you 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 spend a, 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 an amount of money that they might per, perceive to be absurd on on a on a pedal bike or on a computer or on a a bracelet or a watch. It like they're literally like, and then at that they have this thing, this negative like connotation where it's like you only can earn money within these four walls. You know what I'm saying? The world is as big as whatever, wherever we work at. So I've watched people come into my job where it's like, they might be there for three weeks out of training and they on, they go somewhere or buy a car, come up with a new car. What I remember watching a nigga go, he bought a, he had a, uh, he started, he was in training. He had a Lex. Then he swapped it out and went and got a Beamer. Man, he been here, he ain't been here a month when he got a brand new Beamer shit. Fuck, like he 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 ain't even take, he ain't even gonna wait and make sure he ain't get get through the motherfucking ninety days or whatever. And it's just like, nigga, what? <laughs> this is not as as good as it gets for everybody. Because I'm like, what if he has something else? Yeah. going on. What if he what? got a, a marketing company or a consulting firm or you know what I'm saying or sell turtles? Who knows? What what like yeah like it's so, so it's like their whole thing be like. I've been here for 18 years. Yeah. I drive the new Explorer. I live in West Oak Lane. And when I go on vacation, me and my wife go to Ocean, Ocean City. Beach. Yeah, go to Ocean <laughs> City. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you've been here less time than me. Yeah. How do you drive a, a, a Benz, live in a condo downtown, and when you vacation, I see you in fucking Paris. And look, like, it's not making no sense to me. What's going on? You got a passport? What you need a passport for? 
My run paid 53. <laughs> Your run paid 47. I'm not understanding. And it's like that shit. And you can see it just oozing out in everything <laughs> they say and everything they do. And I just yeah. be sitting there sometimes looking like, man, what? Yeah, you niggas are irrev- irrevocably broken. Broken. Spooky button. Broken. And, 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 and I, you niggas are broken. And I saw a lot of that going on because I'm just like, huh? Like and it was just bothering me so much seeing people talk and act like and, and you know and I'll be honest with you I, I hate them you know what I'm saying <laughs> seriously dog I've been there 14 years I met like nine people I really like where they really like you can see their mindset ain't this shit yeah where it's like it's bigger than this and it's better than this and it's people who got things really going on and really obtaining things and seeing yeah. shit where. There's no reason for you to be like that. Yeah. We've reached a point in a simulation where the whole point of having a day job is to be able to leverage that opportunity and that money to do some other shit. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like, that's the name of the game is to take whatever your hobby or your passion is and be able to fund it with your day job. And I've been telling I've been talking to a lot of people lately just about like, you know, career stuff and you know, they want to attain this or make this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, your work ethic determines a lot of shit. Like, sometimes you got to be willing to do 100% of everything. Give your job 100%, give your side hustle 100%, give your other side hustle 100%, and not necessarily have to do that for an extended period of time. You might only got to do it for a year or two years or eight months before something crack. But the consistency of you pouring yourself into something is going to create that opportunity and that good luck where you catch a break. Right. Because if you only doing something 20% and then you only got this little bit of inventory and then fucking mellow ball or, uh, uh, or some, or miles bridges call and they need 700 t-shirts or whatever. You can't even make them motherfuckers because you ain't been on a, on a positive, on an upward trajectory of constantly flipping and reinvesting in your business. Like right. you're not even going you're not even going to be ready for the opportunity when it does come because you're only giving it 20 25%. Like you got to be 100% in everything. Or you might as well just not even do the shit. Right. I had a girl years ago tell me, "Oh yeah, well, you know, only sell hair when I need money." I said, "Well, crazy concept. I don't know if you thought about it like this. Uh, what if you sold hair all the time to where you never needed you never money? need money. You just have money." Money is just flowing around. And she's like, I ain't going to hold you. I never thought about that. Yeah. I say, yeah, get out my car. Yo, you want some shit, big dog? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain be working, working. Yeah, you still want this head for $80? <laughs> and now she sells hair all the time, does hair all the time, and she up. And it's like, it's the, that's the difference. It's like, yo, if you're not willing to immerse yourself in something, you can't expect to get no sort of fucking results out of it. We didn't get nothing out of this podcast till we immersed right. ourselves in it. Till we start doing f- three, four, five. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Eight shows a week sometimes. Like I realized it a couple years ago how I started introducing myself. When people ask, oh, what do you do? Oh, I got a podcast. That's how, like, whereas before I'd be like, oh, I drive for da-da-da. And, you know, I wouldn't even bring the shit up. Yeah. You, now you lead with I that. lead with it. Because it's a, it's a badge of honor. It's something that you're proud about because it's something that you built. Right. Like, when my when my girl talks to people and they, she be like, they be like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an esthetician. Da, da, da. Okay, well, what about your boyfriend? What do you do? He's a podcaster. Like, that's it? They're like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a podcaster. 
A couple like, microphones. Yeah, yeah, couple big microphones, band, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he has other business and stuff, but his primary business he, he is a podcast. Right. And they just like, wait, what? Because people just don't get it. They don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's opportunity all around you. We bring up people like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, stuff like that on this show all the time. People like Rick Ross, because like if you immerse yourself in any opportunity, you will get what you're supposed to get from it. If you give something 10%, you're going to get 10% ROI. You put 100% into something, you might get 700% ROI, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. People got to change their perspective on how they approach things and how they view things and stop being so willing to count other people's pockets or try to find the bad in something as opposed to like, oh, well, no, that makes sense because if you do so, 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 like, and get to a point where we're looking at things as far as transaction volume as opposed to hours worked. Exactly. Like, yo, if, I, if, I, if I'm selling a $100 T-shirt and I sell 100 of them, that's what, 10000 You know what I'm saying? It's like look at it on transaction volume. They got a, a container community opening um, at 49th and Parkside. Which it's like 20-something containers, uh, business con- converted containers to be modern, upgraded, whatever, whatever, with business in them. Where people doing customization, people doing dresses, people doing selling candles, people selling this, this, that, and the third. Like, and they—that's all they do. Like, I, I, I like seeing black people create dope shit and dope moments. I, I, I do not know how to like. My brain has just completely flipped from like years ago, where it's just like, I guess old me might have seen shit like that and been like, Man, "What the fuck you doing all this for? Why the fuck you got?" Eight Rolexes or what? And and now I be like, you got eight Rolexes? That's lit. Yeah. That's dope. What boy just say outside? That's a nice ass car, yeah. bro. He said he said me giving you your props gonna create my opportunity. He said you gotta acknowledge people and let them know when they doing dope shit. Simple, simple. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way, but oh. it's the, it's the everybody way. Yeah. Now, excuse me, let me get this piece of shit over here. A ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Other niggas getting a ticket, but your shit shit is nice. And that's how it's supposed (laughs) to be. Like, I I see, you know, like, literally, I told you, white boy, my Joan got a Porsche. He's like, yeah, I'm about to go buy another Porsche. I'm like, that's what's up. Fuck color you getting. I'm not like, fuck you getting another Porsche for. And I work with people, a lot of who who do shit like that, where you, they'll only give you the bad to everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to buy a new house. Oh, where are you getting a house set? Oh, we moving out the main line. Fuck, you moving all the way out there for? You know, like 55 minutes coming to work and you shit like the house, everything overpriced. You want to really buy a house right now? And whoop, 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 And you, by the time you get done the conversation, you like, man, I should move on Fifth and Godfrey. <laughs> right. Just save myself <laughs> some money. I mean, the depot was nine. The depot away. right here. <laughs> Fern Rock. <laughs> that shit is real, yo. It's a real thing. Yeah. And you sit around like, I'm not trying to be funny. Being and 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 because I was in it and and been a part of it, being institutionalized doesn't only happen in prison. Yeah. It happens you, at schools. It, it happens, happens at, everywhere. At it happens everywhere. Where people cannot believe that anything outside of this is actually going on. Yeah. That's institutionalized, yo. Real shit. You're so married to the rigidity of. The, the job and the day-to-day whatever or whatever community you're part of, the university or whatever it is that you can't see outside of that. Like you live going through life with blinders on because all you know is the training or the information that these folks gave you and operating within the confines of that. And it's like, nah, the world is so much bigger than I that. I saw a girl posted the other day and I hate seeing it. She four years down, 26 to go. 
And I'm like, yo, I, I wanted so bad to comment on. I'm just like, hey, congratulations. Why are you mailing it in? Yeah. Already. You, you done. You cooked already. Mentally, you're done. I'm here. This is as good as it gets. And guess what? It ain't. Like you don't you 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 don't want to make no hoagies, no <laughs> n- nothing. There's people that you know work for the police force for five, ten, fifteen years, go and get a private security job doing considerably less work, making way more money. Bruh. And they're like, yo, I should have been did this shit. Bruh. It's like because you don't even necessarily know that some of these opportunities exist because your circle of influence is not creating those other opportunities. I want to get the call that, yo, so and so, these people that I know, these developers, they taking a round of investment. They about to do a strip mall. You know, you put 50000 in, you get, uh, get $1,000 a month passive income for XYZ amount of months. And then when we sell the joint, you get your principal back plus interest. Like, those are the calls that I'm trying to get. I'm not trying to get no no oh yeah well you know we going to uh to the tender touch and then, like, I don't care about that shit like I don't I'm looking for I, I'm every day I'm looking for a new opportunity Somebody earlier on Twitter was like um life wasn't supposed to be go to your job get off watch Netflix for 2 hours go back and do it again watch some more Netflix then when you get your 2 days off from work you sit there too tired to do anything yeah, thinking about work Thinking about the dog, dog, dog. It's a vicious cycle, dog. And I, I, I'm not trying to go down the the, the BF road, but right. you know, like slavery, really, really like, like dog, yeah, like slavery, Reconstruction, Civil Rights Movement. It did a number on it us. It did an absolute number on us to the point where we, 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 we believe in these things to the point where we. We argue with each other and tell each other how we ain't shit, and they don't even got to do it no more. Huh. They don't even got to participate in it because we doing the shit. They got a whole segment. Think about just like black on black crime. They got a whole segment of crime that th- we're the only ones that they compare our our intercommunity crime to one another. There's white on white crime. There's Mexican on Mexican crime, Asian on Asian crime. Because you know what? Crime is a factor of proximity. Right. Where you live and who you interact with the most, those are the people that are likely going to fuck you around. Mm-hmm. That's just life. But they don't categorize these other segments as that because they want to program you to make you feel less than and to make you believe that y'all are doing some shit that nobody else is doing. This like is, there, this be, is happening nowhere else. There'll in the be world. a fight that break out where niggas are congregating and smoking hookah and having fun. You know, it, black people tend to go to places where it's one word. You know what I'm saying? Chrome. We have. <laughs> right. That's a, black people go out. They go to places where it's plush. A, plush. It, it's just a no no. It's one word. When white people go out, it's it's last names. McGillaguddy's. Right. You know what I'm saying? McDermott's. You know, like they, when the cops get called for the fight at McDermott's. Big Johnny's gastro pub. Yeah, when, when, when they get called for the fight at McDermott's, that ain't. It's it's white people in there punching each other in the face. Yep. Off Jaegermeister and fresh off the motherfucking uh, Michelob. <laughs> Girl, shit. But it's not labeled to you like white on white crime. It's just some crime. Yeah. It's a it's a domestic disturbance. Yeah. Like slavery really really fucked us up to the point where we walk out the house and we we don't even speak to our neighbors. We don't. We don't even know our neighbors. Dog. Dog. But then when your crib get broken into, you want to find out well, who who's seen something, who knows something. You don't even know your neighbors. I watched. Oh, you know I watched it the other day because I was at a prom send off. Shout out uh, Khalil and Derek. They sunk them all. That's my uh, nephew. They went to prom. It's funny because you know my dad remarried or whatever. So he remarried Sheila. She has kids, Derek and Dana or whatever. So Derek's son was. So my homie was like, "What you doing today?" I was like, "My uh, 
my dad's wife, her son, his son is going on prom, so I'm going to go see him or whatever. He was like, so your nephew. I'm like, yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So I went there, and I'm I'm watching it where it's like, we all out there, they having fun, you know, the music playing, whatever, whatever, and it's just a good time. And I'm looking at, like, the locals, like the people in the neighborhood, and it's like you could see blondes kept moving, doors cracking open. When, when they going home. You know what I'm saying? Then when they finally came out, the kids came out, you know, come on this date. Now they like outside on they step, but don't, but don't want, and it's just like, come over and just yeah, be a part an, of announce it. Announce yourself. Come be a, like, it's, it, that, but that, that, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to come be a part of this and the whole community should come and yeah. then next, tomorrow when he go on his prom, everybody should come and exactly. be a part of it and take pictures and have, but we really don't understand how to do it. Absolutely. Don't fuck with each other. We will stand over there and just be like, why he wear them colors? Why they, what, what, what made him do that banner? And, and there's more, and here's a, here's the biggest part about it. There's more good people out here than bad, like way more good people than Carl bad. tweeted it today. There's a lot of negativity and a lot of bad shit going on, but there's just as much good shit and yeah. positivity going on, but it's not marketed or told to you. And BF was like, that's the saddest part of it. It's like, we only focus on the nonsense. So we don't even believe that good things are happening. That good. You went and talked to Carl's kids. Yeah. Like you. Like it's a lot of good going on, but we we do not care. Nope. No. Let's not get punched in the face though. Watch how many times that shit gets shit. Bruh, that shit is all over the internet. Even when you, even when it comes down to just little signal. When you, when I say Sixers, what's the biggest story you think about from the year? Uh, indeed. Ben Simmons. Oh, that nigga ain't even a Sixer. <laughs> but that's all Sixers fans will, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that shit. You literally, and then, this is so weird, and we're going to talk about it. This is my y'all weird for the week. Just to change subjects, but staying on subject. I've seen you on so many different occasions give Jimmy Butler props. Repeatedly. Repeatedly give Jimmy Butler props. Jimmy Butler went out there in a playoff game, in a game five, in they fucking home. Six. And had six points on three of 18 shooting. And you simply tweeted, Jimmy Butler, Tobias better than Tobias over me? Playoff Jimmy? Playoff Jimmy had six points. Everybody in Miami outside of <laughs> DJ Khaled <laughs> is on that was in your mentions on Twitter. Like Sixers fans so hurt. And you, I'm, I'm like, like, you're not even a Sixers fan. Not even a Sixers fan. And you know what you said the other night when Jimmy exploded and went complete. Jimmy's going brazy. Jimmy going brazy out here. I'll shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> now you. <laughs> and it's just somebody funny. came back yesterday and hit me with the on the tweet to my disaged. Well, I said, bro, what aren't you understanding? That game that day, yeah. he had six. Dog. There was a record of fact that that happened. Then he followed it up with a terrible 13 in another loss. I'm sorry, it was game four he had six. Yeah, then then he followed that up with a terrible game five with 13 on another horrible shooting. These are facts. This There's a record of these events taking place. I said, but he had a phenomenal performance tonight. One for the ages. He had a wilt LeBron performance. It was, and, and, no, he had a Michael Jordan and a Michael Jordan alone. He's the only other player besides Michael Jordan to have two 40.4 still games in a playoff series. It was excellent. <laughs> he did his fucking thing. And I love Jimmy. The I problem f- is, he had a bad game. It happens. It happens. But people only focus on negativity. I, fu- I love Jimmy. Seriously. 
And I, I, you know, and, and we're going to talk about on Patreon that people who are only negative all the time and how you just have to X those people out of your yeah. life. That's what we talk about today on Patreon. Like, I peeped it with this podcast. That time period where, where that goofy shit was going oh, on, man. there was so much traction around the podcast. And <laughs> I know y'all going to be getting on this on, on the next episode. And it's just like, nah. My biggest problem. I don't do that. I don't, like, let me just, I, I don't, I don't do the negativity. I don't do right. the nastiness. I just don't. I'm nasty, but I'm, I'm like good nasty yeah. with my lady. Like, I don't do that <laughs> right. shit. You know what I'm saying? My biggest let, me, pro- let, let me just get this out. Go ahead. Watching people, and people who I thought were like <laughs> good. But you was pretty thorough. Yeah. To where it's like. You are a bozo. You, where's your nose? Yeah, you are a fucking clown. What Jay said. Like, where's your nose? Man, at? It was nasty. It was a nasty time period. And, and, I, and I saw it in that moment where it's just like, damn, yo, we really fucked up as, as, black, yeah. as black people. Because we, 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 we <laughs> desire and crave bullshit. Yeah, it was like motherfuckers was waiting for that moment. Like, oh, yeah, finally, somebody getting on these niggas. And, and, and man, I... <laughs> My biggest problem. I, I've done so much decent shit and just had so much dope experiences yeah. to where it's just like, I, I can't do it. I, I physically just, it makes me ill thinking about being a nasty, negative person. Sure, I cannot sure. understand why people wake up and come outside and do yeah. shit. I want to get this point off because when you, when you brought this up a couple weeks ago, I wanted to say this. My biggest problem in all of it was you had people that were indulging in the shit, right? And then it hit me and be like, yeah, I don't know why I do tripping. Da, 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 da. Like, that's that shit weird. Da, da, da. I, said, well, I said, well, guess what? Why you ain't say that to him? Why you ain't put that in the comments or whatever, whatever, when you had something? Why you didn't say, oh, no, that niggas, these are some stand-up guys. And why you didn't Why you telling me that? I know that. I know I'm that nigga. I know Matt is that nigga. I know we we good people. I watch like, niggas. I don't need y'all. I don't need I, you to come tell me what I already know. About I watch myself. niggas who scream nigga. how decent they is, how thorough chicks who do it all the time was literally like in that moment, like <laughs> almost like relishing. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I'm going to Eddie V's later. Yeah. I don't know what y'all got going yeah. on. Like, and then the thing about it is that that was so funny. It's like, all right, all of that situation plays itself out. All the nonsense happened. Niggas go to jail, niggas go viral for other nonsense and all this bullshit. And then motherfuckers come home and they don't got nothing to say. You know why? Because it's a Benz, it's a BMW, it's a BMW for you, it's another Roly, it's a five international vacations. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was just, I was on some bullshit. Like, yeah, dog, like you can't fade me like that. My, like, my, I had a nigga at my job was like, yeah, I see you sitting on the floor at game one and game five. I'm like, God damn, I might need to get me a podcast. Like, the fuck, like, you, 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 you like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know them shits was a lot. I know them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you sitting on, on, on the wood, game one and game five. And I'm like, you know what's crazy, yo? Like, now that I'm really thinking about it, you know what I'm honestly processing through my head? I'm like, what the fuck was I doing game two? Right. Because I should have been sitting there. <laughs> like, I had a bad week. You know what I'm saying? And it's just... I, I don't know, man. Like the the negative, nasty shit that just runs rampant <laughs> through the black community at times. Be like, it be sending. Yeah, me, I, ha- man. I have unlimited energy for positivity, and that's just how I'm wired. You know what I'm saying? Like, what we on next? Like, what else can we do? Like, me and this guy talk all day, every day with with Dan yeah. in a, another chat with Ra. Like, we talk with Kev. We talk all day, every day about opportunities and what we can do and blah blah blah. Right now, Kev is killing it on fucking Toro. 
I finally got my car back, by the way. Let's clap it up uh, for that. Got my Beamer back. But it's like, I, I, I pass the plug. I share game with people. Like, I'm opening people's eyes to a whole nother segment of business with Toro that they was afraid of for whatever reason because of these different stigmas and this, this, that, and the third. Kev just made a bankroll off motherfucking Toro in a week. Mm-hmm. In a week. Just because now you understand the rules of engagement for the platform, and it's like, oh, I don't have nothing to worry about. My insurance not on the line. It's free money. Yeah. It's free money. And this is the time of the year when the money start flowing. It's prom season. It's about to be summer. Yeah. All of that shit. So it's just like I make myself available to people constantly, consistently, giving people information, giving people game, telling my personal story. I went on a Sandbox podcast last week, talked to them guys, whatever the case may be. Like, they supporters of the show. I'm on the show. I'm, I'm on, I, I show up to the studio to record with them. You got this goddamn hat on. You know what I'm saying? That, mm-hmm. he, that he had got from the last live show in February, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Like, so it's like I'm pouring into, and we collectively as a unit are pouring into the people that pour into us. Like, we good-ass people. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve the nigger nonsense and all the bullshit, and we don't have no time for it. My thing is, I I, I'll be honest with you, I I don't I don't think it's necessary anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, True. if if somebody's happy that their kid is graduating high school or that their kid is going to do this or has this going on, or you know, and I see people. Oh, why would you spend this much money on a on a three year old's birthday party? It's like that's their three year old. Why not? What the fuck? Like, I'm going out. For, when I finally do have kids, the reason why I waited so long to have kids is so I could ball the fuck out on my kids Listen. and not have to cheat myself in the process. I don't want to eat a ramen sandwich. Yeah. Because I got a kid. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to be young, fresh to death till I'm 55, 60 years old. It just is what it is. We're, we're fucked up. Yeah, we, we, we're burnt. We are burnt. <laughs> what are we, Dan? Fried. We fried. Like, <laughs> 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 we fried. Fried. Fraud, bad, man, bad. And I just think everybody needs to take a step back and really, really just do assessment. Where it's just like... I agree. Yeah, like, real shit. Like, just taking a step back and really, really looking at life for what it is. You alive. You outside. That in itself. It's a lot of people who just don't get to wake up every day or come man. the fuck outside every day. Yeah. People, I'm serious. People losing their lives at an alarming rate. At an alarming rate. Young people that didn't even get to live yet, 18, 19, 20 years old, stuff like that. Older people, people getting jammed up, caught in a crossfire, kids dying. We had more child-related shootings this year and last year than we had in the history of our – like, appreciate what you got. Yeah. And, and when you see somebody else who's doing something, fuck with it. Salute them, motherfucker. Put positive energy out. You just might get some positive energy back. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? True story. Yeah. And I'm not going into the gym, but me and me and Kev, we we were like kind of like, we was like fucked up at the last situation that we had because it, you know, just he was feeling down about some shit, and it was just like, man, come on, let's go do this shit. We went, and I mean, like almost like instant good karma. We end up in a way, and and we both yeah. was just like fucked up by it, where it's just like that fast, like just putting some good shit out. Some good ass shit happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what to tell people. 
literally, I was on a tip where I was going, you know, I was getting my car and I was just like, my pop car went down, my pop retired. And I'm just like, I would feel like a terrible person yeah. pulling up here to my, yo, where the food at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In <son>. the drop. <laughs> and my pop don't even, you know, so I'm just like, yo, I can wait on that, whatever, whatever. I'm getting my pop a car. And I talked to you, I talked to him, I talked to Jules, and because Jules bought his mama car. And we talked about it, whoop de boop boop boom, boom, went ahead and did it. My pop couldn't believe it. My pop, and my pop was like genuinely like, damn, you really like grown. <laughs> you an adult out here. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, like I, I haven't asked my dad for $100 in 10, 15 years. And, so, and now it's like I'm doing shit for him. Yeah. And he was genuinely like, the fuck? Like, so I give him the card. The very next day, Kev hit me like literally the very next morning. Yo, I got wood seats tonight. Come on, we out. My homie hit me like, damn, dog, you bought a fucking car yesterday. Now you in three three thousand dollars season. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't pay for these jumps. Right. Like the universe, like shit, just it worked like that. Yeah. And and people don't they like when you have negative bullshit going on, it's because you probably doing negative bullshit. Exactly. And you're not even acknowledging the negative bullshit that you do. That's the craziest part. Is motherfuckers will just be terrible and completely ignore they nonsense <laughs> and can't understand why shit is just going fucking crazy. So, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway from all of this prom shit where it's just like, yo. Let people enjoy things. Let, let, just let them have a fucking moment. Yeah. It's a moment. That street going to be open tonight. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Them kids going out, they're going to have a fun. And that's the crazy part. They, the, the kids not even thinking about y'all. No. Because they shaking that shit. They turn. <laughs> not even thinking about what y'all silly asses are saying. Let people enjoy themselves. Let people do what they want to do. Beverly Hills Cop 2. It's supposed to be no right angles on this building. No right angles. This thing round is a donut. They got money living a donut. Let them live in a donut. <laughs> like, real <laughs> shit. So, that's all I got on that. Uh, you boarded up young people dying at a rapid rate. All of the, 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 all of the kid shootings that are going on in this city and around the world or whatever, whatever. And in the last... I say in the last like year, year and a half, it's been like heightened. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak on other places, but definitely here, definitely Atlanta, definitely Detroit. Places like Jacksonville. Orlando, Chicago. There's been this heightened. L.A. Just essence or not essence, element. This heightened element of crime that's almost like senseless. Like it, it just doesn't make sense to people. Absolutely senseless because a lot of motherfuckers are just waking up and doing crime that involves planning. Like there are certain elements of crime that in, you got to talk to some people. You got to do some recon. You got to invest into your crime. Shit like that. Like, I don't know. Jewelry heists, like shit, like like yeah. there involves a certain level of sophistication and level of planning, which is why everybody don't do it. Right. But now because of desperation and people coming down off that PUA, PPP, EIDL high, motherfuckers is just like, I'm robbing a jewelry store today. I'm robbing a glasses. My man was in, uh, my man uh, Z was in, uh, in Maryland the other day at some high end glasses shop. And a nigga came in there and just start just taking the glasses like out the case. Like, and he just sitting there like, I'm minding my business. You no. know what I'm saying? It's like that sort of thing. Like motherfuckers is just doing shit. And, all of y'all nonsense, I'm here to tell y'all, is going to catch up to y'all because no type of crime wave is sustainable. 
Some people going to slip through the cracks. Some people ain't going to be punished for their crime, shit like that. But a good amount of you niggas are going to jail because y'all have too many people involved in y'all business. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't have no sort of sense of planning or uh, no, no operational strategy to the crime that you're committing. And some of y'all going to get killed on the job trying to execute some of this shit in a cop or uh, somebody licensed to carry a, a, a state agent. Somebody going to shoot your ass. Like, and at some point, y'all could just put this type of energy to something positive and you can get far greater results. It may not be instantaneous, but you can get better results by doing some better shit. Now, do you feel like poem, like product of my environment, it plays a part? It does. Or the fact that people don't necessarily know or see different avenues or, 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 or understand having resources well, to do different things? Do you think that plays a part in it? That's what I'm asking. It plays a part in it, but at this point in the game, in 2022, it's a cop-out because you have this. He saw some claps. You have this. Right. You have this. You got shit like the Roadcaster Pro, the Zoom Pod Track, cameras. Like, you got, I know plenty of people that are self-taught in a lot of different disciplines that are making a lot of money. Graphic design, uh, fucking buying and trading collectibles, Merch, buying and trading merch, all types of shit. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And you can start as small or as big as you can afford in order to create the opportunity. So as much as the product of my environment shit was like a thing, like 80s, 90s, even into the early 2000s, where it's like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for young black men in particular. Mm -hmm. Like, especially once you got jammed and caught in the system. But as we create crime, uh, social justice reform and crime reform and all of this stuff, and we get to look back on the empirical data and the things that happened in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, we're, we're looking back with a sympathetic eye and a sympathetic ear and saying, this nigga was a jackass and an asshole. He, he sold some drugs and blah, 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 but he didn't deserve to get 20 years for it. Right. Let's give this person his life back and create opportunities. You have states in this country that are quote-unquote felon-friendly environments where you can go and just make money, and they don't even ask about your criminal history. Mm-hmm. Places like Dallas, Texas, Fort Worth, Houston, it's all through San Antonio, all of that shit. Like, you got the fucking trucking industry boom and all that shit. We, we can't get enough truck drivers right now. Right. Like there's all, and you don't even have to have a CDL for a lot of this shit. If you're doing like medium duty trucks and stuff like that, up to like a F three fifty and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you don't even need a CDL. It helps, but you don't even have to have one. It's not mandatory. So it's like, we got to stop being so willing to pigeonhole ourselves to the, well, I'm just a product of my environment. I can't do nothing else. No nigga. You can do something else. Yeah. You're, evading the something else because the same way you on Instagram eight hours a day looking at titties and ass and watches and boat tail Rolls Royces and blah, blah, blah. You could be using that same time on YouTube university or on fucking, uh, on Amazon, getting us creating a seller account and seeing what was the top products and all of that on Amazon. You could be using that same time to educate you, to self-educate yourself on something to create an opportunity for yourself. Yeah. I look at people like, look at banks. You know what I'm saying? Started out with a fucking 3,500. He is an 18-wheeler now. Look yeah. at Hot Rod. Look at what Camaro Rob was on. Rest in peace to him. Look at Ron from Uncut. Yep. Look at Barb. Barb literally sat with us on a couch that looked similar to this yeah. and said, yeah, I used to be on some credit card bullshit. I, I had got, the whole police district on my block. They thought the feds was outside. I got out of that shit and was just like, yo, I can hustle. I'm a hustler. Like, why can't I just do something else? My grandma told me how to cook food. Fuck it. We're going to do this. Yeah. And... 
I'm pretty sure she is sitting and tell you that this is far more successful than that. And she ain't got to look over her shoulder or worry about going to jail. And I just sit sometimes and it's just like, some some of these young people, I just be like, I just think you like being dirty. Yeah, if you grew up, if you grew up with the internet, the product of my environment shit is out the window. Yeah, like you have so many because we see examples of young kids doing it. Fucking fucking uh, Kai sent right now. He's probably the biggest young black YouTuber on on earth. This motherfucker's putting out videos. Two million views in a day, shit like that, and it didn't start that way. No, but he built his shit up to where right. now he's twenty one years old. He got a record with NLE Chopper. He's not a rapper. He got a record with NLE Chopper because he was so popping as a blogger. They went and cut a record, and now he's going around performing the shit, getting paid to perform it. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want, dog. I sit sometimes with this podcast where it's just like you look at it right now. Did, how much the roadcaster cost? Uh, about six hundred. How much was our mics? Uh, probably another two hundred a piece. How much is the, the camera? About three, four thousand. We 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 six seven thousand dollars in on equipment and shit. Hookahs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this bit, huh? Oh, it's more coals. Oh, uh, I moved them. I moved them over there. Okay, but like you, you grab me something to drink. I don't care what it is. We we six seven thousand in on equipment. This business is a six figure business. Yes, we parlayed this into. Patreon. We parlayed it into a national tour. We parlayed it into a merch business. Like to where when we do our like not necessarily uh, the T public shit, we have our months where mm-hmm. we pop it on T public. But when we drop do our strategic merch drops and all of that shit, we make bank. We sold a great amount of merch the other day. We had people coming up to me like, I just want to buy every product you got yeah. on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, y'all got the such and such hats? Oh, yeah, give me two of those. And, then... and we ain't, the, you ain't Meskeen. <laughs> right. I ain't the motherfucking uh, 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 Alexander Wang, nigga. Like, we, we just make putting shit out, and yeah. it's just like, dog, you can really, really do anything. 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 Kanye said it best on his, one of his uh, Zane Lowe, uh, yeah, Zane Lowe interviews, where he was like, he's like, he's like, we was expecting in the future to have flying cars and this, this, and this. But we, we have it. It's the internet. The internet is our sky. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can operate within the sky that exists of the internet, you can go above the fray, and you can create scales and opportunity. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Literally you know? anything. I can't stress it. You can do literally anything. So, now I had... Are you a, a Schweppes guy? I, I had a bunch of people this... <laughs> I had a bunch of people this week, basically like, yo, I want y'all to really, really explain this drill culture okay. that has like taken over. And I'm like, great. We can definitely do that because Chad is my co-host because <laughs> Chad knows more about this shit than I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let's get into Philadelphia. Well, let's start with drill as a whole. Yeah. Go so, put it on. So the drill culture on the whole comes from Chicago. Um, and it basically comes from the music. Chief Keef is the godfather of drill culture. Um, his record, Don't Like, is one of the most important records of the 21st century. Somebody recently was like, does Chief Keef deserve consideration for a Mount Rushmore rap? I'm like, maybe not rap, but cert- he, he, influence. He, he created a culture, and not many rappers can say that. You know what I'm saying? That's my take. Exactly. So from, from Chief Keef, flows everything Chicago because he was basically a crack in the matrix. Like when the first time you heard don't like you like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but this is like the greatest shit I ever heard in my life at that point. 
And then you, real quick, don't like was such a lightning rod that Kanye West was like, oh no, I have to. I have to. And I'm remixing the beat. Yes. To the point where Young Child was like, what the fuck are you what doing? What the fuck is this shit? What's these like, How you just show up and, sh- <laughs> and make this beat better? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, no gritty, dirty. It's just, you cleaning it up too much. Yeah. Because they were so married to what they were doing. And I'm sure at the time when Chief and with Chief Keith and, and and Chop was creating these records, they didn't think they was breaking new ground. They was just doing what felt natural right. to them. Just living their life. The environment, the mm-hmm. shit that they was going through. We toting poles. We in grandma's kitchen with 40 niggas. Like we really No one had a shirt on his ladders everywhere. We really living like, but they was really living like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that culture permeated hip hop to the point where over time, you started to see other markets adopting it. When I realized the drill shit was like somewhere else when Drake on a record, and, and not just any record, and I think people need to really understand this, a record which spawned a Sprite campaign. And won a Grammy. For Drake. <laughs> he literally got on that record and said, I'll be on my little Mouse drill shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that little Mouse Get Smoked record was so huge that Little Wayne, at the unequivocally the biggest rapper in the world at the time, mm-hmm. remixed that record. And I know people in the music industry that was like, "Oh no, every label in the universe is trying to sign Little Mouse. They won't do it." And I'm like, "Why? They like they just them niggas is different out there. They just on some independent thing. Like they not." fucking with the industry mm-hmm. like that. They want to keep their control and just... 50 Cent said he had a situation set up where he he had a video shoot for 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 Chief Keith, Ferraris, a helicopter, all this shit. And he was like, Keith just didn't show up to the jump. It was like, damn, what the fuck was happening? He was like, man, I was playing a game. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I had a... There was a concert... Yeah, I was playing Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, right? to, to highlight how much of a different type I of... I give a fuck about the industry. Chief Keef just now, in 2021, 2022, is starting to align and get his business together and start showing up to shit and all of that. We had a concert after party that we booked through uh, the Electric Factory. The Electric Factory had Chief Keef for a concert. Um, I forget the guy's name, but it was a guy over there that was doing all these urban concerts, whatever, whatever, at the Electric Factory. We had the after party because Coon, shout out Coon, Philly, uh, Meek's former manager, um, that's my nigga, um, he had a relationship with all these artists from being with Meek for a decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was able to book Sosa. Sosa just did not get on the plane, did not leave the crib. Like, he never had no intention on coming to the show. No. Like, just none whatsoever. And and guess what? He never made the show up. He just didn't show up. So they lost a show. We lost an after party. It was just like a whole trickle-down effect, and he was doing that shit for years, but he's just a different type of dude. Like, he just, like, he do, he literally does what he wants to do. And I think now, at this point, he's realized, like, it kind of fucked him up mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways as far as his business and his reputation, and he's just now starting to clean up a lot of that shit and, like, be a little more professional, whatever, be present in the moment, showing up for stuff, shit like that, whatever the case may be. But going back to the beginning, so it's like you have these drill moments. Chief Keith don't like. Uh, Lil Reese, uh, at the top, it's just us. Uh, that Drake hopped on that remix, and Rick Ross was on that remix. Uh, Lil Mouse, Get Smoked. Uh, Lil Dirk, this ain't what you want. Like, you have these moments, but then it just kind of goes silent again. It just goes dead again. Dirk ends up in a dead-end deal at Def Jam. They don't know what the fuck to do with him. Lil Reese, same thing, dead-end deal with Def Jam. They didn't really know how to work him. 
Uh, Chief Keith is just doing whatever the fuck he want to do to where it just died out. And then it just came back with a vengeance. With an absolute vengeance. To where it picked up everywhere, like, simultaneously, where it's like the Brooklyn drill. You had the, the London grime rappers adopted the drill shit first. So let's give them nay props for mm-hmm. adopting the aesthetic and reworking it with their producers, the Axles and the other guys and all of that that was making their version of drill beats or mm-hmm. whatever. And they talking about the plight of what's going on in London and in the, the slums and in the lows and all of that shit. And then from that, the Brooklyn niggas picked up a lot of their aesthetic and re and repurposed the drill again mm-hmm. to where it was the Brooklyn niggas. It was Pop Smoke. It was uh, F- Pop Smoke, Fabio, uh, Casanova, Casanova, uh, Six Nine, shit, smurdering them, smurdering them. So it's like. You know, Hot Nigga is a drill record mm-hmm. on a Jalil beat that sold 3 million copies, got nominated for a Grammy, got everybody indicted. Mm-hmm. Like, but <laughs> that they stole from Lloyd Banks. That was an actual song of his. And it, it and the Lloyd Banks joint gets no props, no mm-hmm. recognition, no nothing. But it became that big of a deal. Got Bobby a multi-million dollar deal. Got Rowdy a deal. Like, got everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. got was riding high until, you know, the, the feds Shit, came. We won't be technical. Bodak Yellow is a drill record. Right. Because it comes from the, the from Kodak. No fl- from No Flocking. No Flocking, right. Which is a drill record, which is a Florida. Is it true that Kodak gets paid for? 35%. Really? That is 35% true. 35% of a 13 times platinum record. Kodak is set for life. Kodak is rich as a motherfucker. Rich as fuck. Rich as fuck. He's just at hockey games, just being rich. Yep, rich as fuck. This motherfucker got features on everybody album. Think about this: Kodak's on Future's album, Kendrick's album. He's on Ken. He's narrating the Kendrick. Narrating it, and he's rapping on it. Right. He's on every fucking thing. Just on the low. Kodak, real life, got a presidential pardon. He's a cultural icon. Yeah. He's done in a in a young at a, and he's probably not even twenty five yet. He's already done everything you can do, like in life. You know what I'm saying? Um. From infamous to famous shit, he's he's done it all. You right. know what I mean? And um, you know, so it's like so then when it when the drill shit comes back, it impacts everywhere. everywhere. Like simultaneously, Jacksonville, the Who I Smoke record. Think about how big that fucking was. Um, the Fulio, uh, When I See You, mm-hmm. the remake of the Fantasia record. He took an R and B song and turned it into a fucking drill record. Um you know, um, it's elements of it in certain Atlanta records. They still make a lot of like player music, but shit. For all intents and purposes, Future's shit is a is a drill record. Yeah. And Drake hopped on that. And Drake hopped on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like you got these different moments where it's popping up, but now it's just it's the culture. Mm-hmm. And you have somebody like Dirk who's leading the culture. That you know he got pissed me off. Uh, 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 aha! All these records. That's like. A million views in a day. Number one trending mm-hmm. on YouTube. All of this different shit. So where it's like, yo, some of the drill rappers are some of the biggest motherfuckers. But Dirk, where he balances it out is Dirk is smart enough to understand that I can't do an album with 15 drill records on it. No. I got to balance this shit out and give y'all something for the radio, something for the club, something for the girls, whatever, whatever. And that's why the fuck Dirk is winning. Dirk last album went platinum. And then Dirk album that he got out right now just went gold. Mm-hmm. In not that long of a time. You know what I'm right. saying? Since March. It's gold now. Boom. So now you got drill rap rappers putting numbers on the board. Fucking right. Pop Smoke album got nominated for a fucking Grammy. Right. Um, fucking, I think he won a couple of Grammys for He won a stuff. bunch of shit. Bunch yeah. of shit. Bill, he crushed the Billboard he Awards. Crushed them. He won like nine Billboard Awards right. or some shit like that. So where it's like, yo, the drill shit, like it's working. It's permeating. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But you got to have some sort of 
fun, redeeming quality to it, to where it's like, you know, Pop Smoke came with the, yeah, I'm I'm talking the most gangster shit ever, but I'm going to give you this catchy hook, like right. the 50 Cent, and right. you know, we pistol packing, so we never lacking, so we're going to get into heaven. Wait. Yeah. And it just turns into, and he's dancing. You Did know you see the video of when they created the song? And yeah. everybody in the room went crazy and shit. Yeah. It's like, damn, these niggas really knew. I'm like, yeah, you had to. You had to know. Yeah. Like, certain shit is undeniable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, so then you have Brooklyn Drill. And then the Chicago Drill gets a boost mm-hmm. because of everything else because there's a New York-Chicago connection that exactly. exists that a lot of people don't know about. There's fucking GDs in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't necessarily know that. Like, fucking e- Ebbetsfield, Brooklyn. Them niggas is GDs. They connected to Billionaire Black and King Yella and all the GD niggas from Chicago. So there's a relationship back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So it creates this thing to where now it's like, then you have Philly adopts the culture. But Philly, like we always do, we took all the worst parts of the drill culture. And because we haven't had, I don't necessarily know that we've had, Dan could probably answer this better than me. Have we had like a nigga that's talking to drill shit as a rapper that worked yet? No. So it was like, but we got all the residue of the drill culture. All the shootings, babies getting hit, schools getting shot up, all this nigger nonsense. But we didn't even get a, re- we didn't get a, we didn't get a pop star out of it. Right. Like Brooklyn got Pop Smoke, Casanova, Fabio Foreign, the Pop Out Boys signed to the Migos. Like they got something tangible from K Flock before he went to jail was the biggest artist in New York State. Mm-hmm. So then you have. Brooklyn makes their version of drill, and then the young niggas from the Bronx say, "Oh, we want to remake our own version where they doing the sped up samples and they rapping to Whitney Houston and this, this, that, and the third to drill beats." Right. So it's like the culture of it is like, damn, black people really take lemons and make lemonade all the fucking time. Bringing it full circle, that that's the like being black is so rich because you can just exist and make money off of you existing. Yes. Your blackness can create currency. It's it's insane. Like, people told me my whole life, yo, like, you you need to be doing radio. You need to be talking on something. Here the here fuck we, I Here am. we are. We're, we're just talking and giving our perspective on life, and the shit, it works. And it's like, yo, you really, like, you look at somebody who's like a flyer individual. You can be a fly nigga and just be like, you know what? I'm going to start... Get my Kevin Samuels on. I'm going to be an image consultant. Yeah. And people going to fuck with Look you. Look at my man Tyron Barnes. He had hoop dreams. He was trying to make the NBA. I was down Miami. We was kicking it, whatever, whatever. He was staying at James Johnson crib, working out for the heat, and this, this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. And then now he's like, yo, you know, the NBA shit ain't, ain't really going to work, but I got all these NBA connects. I'm going to fucking start making merch and styling these NBA niggas. Now he got a whole company, Drip So Separate. He got a collab with the office. With, I'm not with the, uh, with the boardroom, with KD. Right. You know what I'm saying? KD, his man. He called right. KD on the phone. Like, KD's one of the 12, 10 greatest basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. He got that personal connection. He's going to be coming on the show soon. But it's just like, yo, it's like you when, you when you pivot and you create other opportunity just off of your network and who you know and all of this, it ain't a hard transition when you do it right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, and, and there's countless different examples of that. LeBron is in the NBA. LeBron's the fucking GOAT. He's the greatest. But guess what? All his other homies are in and involved in the NBA or some form of entertainment. Right. And they're all multimillionaires and successful in their own right. Rich Paul just bought a fucking $60 million crib with Adele. Yeah. Niggas is living lovely. Mm-hmm. Ain't never had to shoot a jump shot or none of that shit. No. No. And I was explaining this shit the other day about this whole drill situation where it's like, it, this is, this is my perspective. 
I look at rap music, right, where it's like, to me, it felt like at one point the streets influenced rappers, yes. right? So you had rap came along, you know, the, the late 70s, you know, Red Alert, Cool Hurt, Bambada, all these motherfuckers, you know, Rapper's Delight in the early Grandmaster Cast. All these different guys. And rap was, it was, a, it was an art form. It was just expressing, having fun, DJing, breakdancing, turntable. Graffiti. Graffiti, all of that shit. Dan was there. Dan did all of it. Yeah, Dan was there. <laughs> like, you know, break out the linoleum, you know what I'm saying? Start breakdancing and shit, yeah. And... Around the late 80s, the, the street fame, like guys like <laughs> Fat Cat and Pappy Mason. Guys, and Supreme. Guys like Supreme, guys like Alpo, guys like, you know, all these different, you know, people. The real 50s, the original 50 Cent. You know, Aaron Jones, JBM. It Bucky. was like the rappers wanted to look like them and act like them and live like them because these dudes weren't fucking making music. But they ran shit. They would come in the club and every. What Gotti said? Gotti said, dog, we was getting it in one, having our little shit. Preem and them come in the club. I'm out. Because like, you can't. And that's dope to, to not front on it. Like, yeah. no, nah, nigga. We from motherfucking uh, Hollis. From Hollis. They, from they, from, they from South Side. That nigga in here. And he, we ain't getting in it with the king. Not tonight. I got, I got something to do tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got a gig tomorrow. <laughs> got a DJ gig. Right. And the street guys kind of influenced the rappers to where rappers wanted to be like them and live like them. So rappers had a tendency to get on records and live a little bit more boisterous and a little bit more reckless than they were actually living on these records. Mm -hmm. And I was telling the girl the other day at the party, I'm like, perfect example. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, right? That's one of my favorite records ever. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. I'm engaged. If the homies have some, it's a problem. It's a big problem. <laughs> it's a problem. And that's rape culture. Yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> you and the homies got the CV. Like, we, we got a problem. We got to line this shit up. We got to line this motherfucker up. But you know who was on Ain't No Fun If The Homies Can't Have None? Nate Dog, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Corrupt, and Warren G. And they was running around with niggas from that era of Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, who was making the most ridiculous music that could come out. You want to know what all six of those men had in common I just named? They was all married men. Mm -hmm. Everybody was married and going home to their wife. But they was making songs like Ain't No Fun If The Homies Can't Have None. Because they weren't necessarily living that. But they might have been. This is the conversation around their orbit and what's going on. The difference in the music now is with this drill shit where it's like when the young boy get on the record and be like, I keep the 30 on me and I'll pop you in the face. It's really He's not shots yeah. in his bag. He is not lying. And he will shoot you in the face. Rap became too real. So now you got rap influencing the streets. Mm -hmm. It's a complete juxtaposition. Yeah, you got young niggas that, was, that had hoop dreams and, or, you know, trying to be entrepreneurs and this and this, and they turned into drillers. Do they hold? No, no, I'm, I'm with these niggas. I'm... Behind the music. Behind the music. And now the music is so just like, like, look, perfect example, Jay-Z and Nas. One of the biggest beefs in rap history. Two vile records. Yes. Vile records. And Jay-Z went on a fucking rampage after Ether and dropped <laughs> six more records. But these niggas ultimately squashed their beef, right? Became cool, right? Jay cashed Nas out at Def Jam. You know, knew he was burning the motherfucking like, building. Like 40 million. Cash Nas out of Def Jam, got him all his masters, him and L.A. Reid and shit, and him and Jay now are getting venture capitalist money. Mm -hmm. And they're great friends. 
But you know why? Because at the end of the rap shit, they weren't necessarily ready to kill each other. Exactly. It was just rap. It was just rap. But with this new drill shit, how can you come back from some of these records? You can't. You almost can't. You see what I'm saying? You can't. They got records now where they're they're literally dissing the dead people from the other sides. And they do this in every fucking Yeah, that's city. the opening line. You know what I'm saying? That's in every You city. a bitch and your dead man is a pussy. That's the opening line of the song. It's like, well, where do we go from here? Yeah. I don't see us standing on stage together in <laughs> power. I don't really power, see it. <laughs> power jam. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the music is just completely flipped. And it's just, it's, it's almost demonic now. It is. There's a, there's a, I'm glad you brought that word up. There's a dark energy around rap music right now that is consuming our youth and consuming the streets because we're celebrating killers. We're celebrating people that are terrorizing the community. Gilly had a point recently that he said, he was like, man, he was on uh, on uh, the chick uh, Raquel that works for TMZ or whatever. Rocky he was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was on her, on her uh, podcast, and he was saying like, yo, back in the day, like, niggas would look at you, oh, yeah, you killed so-and-so, nigga. Oh, that's cool, you broke, man. You ain't got no motherfucking money. That's fine. You gonna go kill whoever the fuck you gonna kill. We don't, we don't respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we trying to get some paper. Now, it's like, a nigga be dead broke with 30 bodies. He's the king of the hood. He can't pay his mom, his own rent. His mama rent can't pay a phone bill. They got a different fucking track phone every time you see him. Mm -hmm. And he the king of the hood because we celebrate that shit. Because at some point it shifted where it's just like we don't respect the money getters no more. No. Like that shit is crazy. No. You don't even, uh, yeah, whatever. You get a, yeah, that's cool. Ain't it crazy? It just makes you a target. Like now. Going to the point I had with you and Kev on Patreon, do you feel like, remember I was telling y'all, like, I feel like the, the, at this point, I feel like rap is a bad influence. Absolutely is a bad influence. Me and Pastor Carl talk about it all the time. There's no, almost, no, to at least half of, because it ain't all of it, but half of this music has no redeeming quality to it. It's just nigger nonsense. It is negativity it's materialism. It's all the ills of society wrapped into like one thing. And our youth are biting the bait on it because of this shit, right? Because of Instagram and now Reddit and TikTok and all of that shit because they're inundated with all these different influences, good, bad, and other. Mm -hmm. And they all, it's sensory overload to the point where they don't know what to take in and what to discard. So they just take it all in to where it's like, oh, I'm going to get some money, but I'm going to shoot niggas. It's like, that, that don't go together. Right, like, getting right. money and shooting niggas don't really go together. Now, if you getting money, you might got to shoot a nigga here or there, but that can't be your agenda. I'm going to get money and shoot niggas. Like, no, that's a misnomer. Like, they yeah, don't like go together. You, you, and even with the rappers back in the day, like, the rapper wasn't the pole pusher. No. You understand what I'm saying? When you look and you when you look at Eric B and Rakim and then you see the whole Brooklyn mob behind them, you understand what that is. Like Snoop ended up in a murder trial and didn't pull the trigger. Yeah, because his bodyguard, because a nigga was on angles trying to do some fuck shit, and his bodyguard, rightfully so, pushed that nigga muffin cap back. Right. But that was out of necessity. You look at Biggie and J Rock. Was it was it D Rock? Biggie and D-Rock, gun charge. D-Rock, like, I'm gonna take that shit. I'm taking this joke. Because you're the rapper. You the, you're the golden ticket. We got to the point where now niggas will sacrifice the golden ticket. Yeah. We all man shit, man. We all sitting in jail. Yeah. yeah. There's no honor amongst thieves. There's no honor amongst drillers. There's no honor amongst nothing. 
There is no code of the street. A nigga will beef with you, push, like literally, a nigga will beef with you, right? This is what's going on in the streets. A nigga will beef with you, press the issue, press the issue, press the issue, press the issue. Shoot, shoot at you, shoot your cousin, shoot your car up, set your mama house on fire, and then as soon as you shoot this nigga, go to the police yeah. and tell on you. They ain't in my line. These niggas are crazy. Yeah. Like, how, how do you, how are we supposed to engage with that? They calling, they, they calling they ops on FaceTime. Yeah, you bitch ass nigga. I seen you with your grandma, you know what I'm saying? At the flower show, I was gonna I was gonna turn you into a flower, <laughs> flower nigga. Show. I was gonna turn you into a flower, nigga, but I was feeling good that day. Let me see you again, it's on. Like, because these they were friends once upon a time. They got each other's phone numbers. Like, right. this shit strange. Yeah. This is a perverse culture that's being celebrated in these different subcultures and these sub reddits and all of this shit like this where the scourge of the earth like fucking exists to the point where now you got motherfuckers making these drill records these disc records and the if you in the video you automatically are op now if you in the video somebody dissing me oh you you for sure are op you standing next to the nigga that's dissing me so you co-signing his message We've that, but that been a thing that since the 50 cent days, that mm-hmm. been a thing. Right. Now we've reached a point where, oh, you shot the video for the nigga. You picking sides. I'm going to smoke you cameraman. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I got contracted to do a job. I got $400. I got, he gave me 400 cash. Yeah. <laughs> he paid. He, he paid good money. Right. Yeah. No, fuck all that. I'm clapping you. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. The, 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 the culture is just so. It's not going to make sense to us. You know what I mean? Because you, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, I tried to make sense of it, but I, it just, it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. very hard, man. It's very, very hard. Because at the root of it, there's no sense. And we're very logic-driven guys. Like, so at the root of it, it's like, all right, what's the heart of this issue? And then you get to the bottom of it, and you're like, wait. So all this started over. A girl, 42 people died over some shit with a girl because you was fucking a girl. She's the problem. Right. Like, so, like, wait, what? Like, it's like that sort of thing. Like, when you get, to, and then sometimes you get to the, to the, to the heart of the issue, and there is no, there is no issue. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, no, nah, because that nigga was talking shit. And it's like, wait, 60 people died over yeah. the last five years, nigga talking shit? Yeah, yeah, we don't play. It's like yeah. that sort of thing. It's like, I know. can't believe we're at a point where the rap is that real. It's unbelievable. Yo. It's unbelievably real now. Like, these kids get on these records, and the shit that they say, like, even when you look at Hot Nigga, and I said that the other day, Hot Nigga is a, that's a massive record. It was a massive record. Yes. That shit was everywhere. Performed at fucking uh, award shows. It was everywhere. <laughs> and when you break down the lyrics, everything in the lyrics really happened. Yes. Those was real crimes that like, really Like, no, actually, uh, Mitch caught a body about a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, y'all had it wrong. I just wanted to to rap. So where do you see this drill shit going? I mean, everything has an expiration date. Mm-hmm. At some point, the music will change, the culture will change, and um, the Rico shit is a big part of it. Like, they sweeping niggas up like never before. There is no more uh, Bronx drill music. K-Flock's in jail. All of the other little niggas that he was beefing with, which is his cousin, that, that's the other crazy part. Niggas is beefing with their cousins and shit. Like, they, they just had a 28-person a, a indictment that swept up this whole project. 
Half of the niggas was in jail already. So we ain't even got to go find y'all. We know where y'all at. Now you got a conspiracy charge, basically, which is equivalent to a RICO. Yeah, we're going to charge y'all a conspiracy. It's a bunch of murders. and It's all, they got hit with a conspiracy. It's all murders and attempt murders and gun charges. You can't beat a gun in New York. So how you going to beat a gun with an attempt with a murder? Like, you can't. (laughs) And it's like these young niggas don't realize, and, and any young niggas watching, Y'all, y'all putting a name to what y'all doing, you're doing yourselves a disservice. The fact that you put a name, YTG, or Get Money Boys, or whatever, you put a name to what you doing, and you doing crime, that makes it you susceptible to the RICO. A.R. Abinum indictment window was nine months. Yeah. Nine months. And Ab got 45 years for nine months of what, Would Abinum be considered Drew? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Abinem made a vlog called We With The Dumb Shit, Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Where some of the top killers in the city are on camera telling niggas that they will kill you. What? Yeah. Once we got to the point where people start getting clout for killing, it was it, it cooked black culture. Like, we done. And that, that's a, that, it, it, it great you brought that up. Birdman said, beef I don't discuss. And we knew he got at least two of his artists killed. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Niggas shot Birdman house up. Them niggas was dead before sundown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we've gone from beef I don't discuss to nigga. Yeah. At your mom house, nigga, with the 30 and, hanging out. And then... And, and, it was, that got brought up the other day in the discussion where it's like the clout-based everything. Like, everything has an element of clout attached to it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like, you remember when people who did crime and shit didn't want it to be known? Yes. You remember that? Yeah. Wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago. Like, now it's like, uh, like no, like, like it, it needs to be known, like, what I like, what I do. Yeah, I need to, I need, my reputation needs to proceed me. When I walk in a room, I want niggas to know, yeah, he dropped shit. Somebody was like, these kids go as far as, like, posting their own pictures in these jones, these, these, these. Yeah, what's, what's up with, with, with Tata from down the bottom? He get busy. I heard he a stepper. He step on shit. And it'll be him. Yeah. Tata, we know this. Yeah. You, man, shut the fuck up. Y'all yeah. big eating. Yeah. Give me my. <laughs> Tata, two on five. <laughs> Nigga, we know this, you. So do you think you you think it's done eventually? It has to be. Like the whole thing is it's just like like all the all the little Philly drillers is gonna realize like in the next I give it to the end of the year, you're gonna start seeing 32 person indictment, 18 person indictment. Because what they do now with the Ricos is they lock you up with your ops. Right. They put y'all all on one. Oh, you beef with him, he beef with him. He shot him on this day, then he came back and shot his car, and then he did this, and then he made this. They connected it all together to where we just sweep all you niggas up on one joint. Right. Clean the streets up. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the craziest part. Like, me and you could get booked. You could shoot somebody in a robbery. Like, I have no gun, whatever, whatever. You shoot the guy in the robbery. They lock us both up, and you snitch, you're going to get lesser than yeah. that shit is crazy. Yep. Who turned to tell? Who first? Like, Cause they gonna come to both of us and say your man already. So even when we didn't tell, they gonna come with the and a lot of these kids' brains is not developed enough to nah. understand that lying is part of the game in law right. enforcement, especially on a detective level. 
that show you some shit in writing that is bullshit. Remember the uh, the Burger King shit from The Wire? Or the, I, I can't remember if it was Burger King, whatever, the whole food situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your man gave it straight up for some grub. All they said was, the boy was like, I ain't telling y'all shit. You know, well, you hungry? Yeah, man, go get me something to eat. They show us me, he walking past the joint. Hey, what the, the fuck, fuck you doing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit crazy. Yeah, the, allu- the new shit online is Italian beef and a Pepsi. Got Lil J from Chicago. He just got out of jail. He did eight years in prison. He said that one of his close homies told on him for Italian beef and a Pepsi. So now whenever something about informant or ratting come up on Say Cheese or Academics or whatever, nigga in the comments, Italian beef and a Pepsi. That's <laughs> funny as shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 it's I, I didn't realize just how bad it was. It's nuts. And how demonic it was. My homie showed me that Reddit shit. I'm just like, this is crazy. This, 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 this is really insane. I didn't know we were this far. It's a going. digital record of an of underworld dealings. It's the equivalent of keeping uh, a ledger like in the mob. Right. Like yeah, on uh, April eighth, I gave this nigga thirty two kilos right. of black tar heroin. <laughs> like, hey, sign for this heroin. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fuck is you doing? Yeah, real shit. Remember on fucking uh, on, on casino when the boy had the ledger? He was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Man, they oh yeah, yeah, the ho- back to, home. They costing me money for these trips. They not yeah. trying to reimburse the me." The one with his mom had the little I'm store. A, I'm yeah. a fucking. <laughs> had that shit no, all, all in the no book. Ledger in the yeah. mob, nigga. Yeah. You don't keep no sub Reddit about your drills, nigga. Yeah. Fuck wrong with you, stupid. It. There's a digital footprint of niggas doing murder. Murder don't got no statute of limitations. They come get you 80 years from now. You 102 years old in the retirement home about to kick the bucket. They come get you for murder. Cold case. Shut the fuck up. They locked up somebody recently for a murder back in like 1960 something. Old white dude. He was he like literally was in a wheelchair. And they figured out through DNA that it was him or whatever. And they got him in a courtroom. He was like, hey, Honor, we don't need to uh, you know, stretch this thing out. I don't want to waste the court's time. I'm pleading guilty. I killed the bitch. You know yeah, what I'm I definitely, saying? I definitely off the hoe. Yeah. I'm 83. You know what I'm right. saying? What's the worst thing that happened? Yeah. Life in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like that three months. Three and a half months. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, now I can say I did everything. Yeah, real shit. Shit, my 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 rent was due in <laughs> two days. Oh, did me a favor. Yeah, like real shit. You know they they know they evict you for yeah, police activity. Yeah. <laughs> Get you right up out of there. Real shit. But uh, yeah, man. Just all in all, like we've been saying this whole show, it's a lot of dope shit going on. It's a lot of positive shit. There's no need to go outside and be negative and be just. <sighs> yeah, it's no reason for it. You know, and, and I, I look at these kids where it's just like, y- y- y'all mad at them for everything. You, you don't want them shooting shit up. You don't want them right. go to prom. It's just like that. You know, like just, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. <coughs> Can I speak on this real quick? Sure. I saw a tweet the other day that was just disturbing. Right? Okay. Now, the tweet said, there has never been an R&B song that was helped by rappers. And... People immediately started frying him in the comments. Okay. Right? Rightfully so. Yeah. And I, I mentioned it, like, just out loud. My homie, my homie was like, I mean, rappers do kind of ruin R&B records. And I mean, I'm, a, f- a few come to mind. <laughs> I'm like, yes, there have been records that have been ruined by rappers. But at the same time, there are R&B records that have been, taking to heavenly, to, have been taken to heavenly heights by a rapper. Yeah, I can think of a few of those, too. I instantly thought of you with Lil Wayne and Lloyd. Yeah. 
And then I was like, only you with 112 and Biggie and Mace. Mm-hmm. And I was breaking it up. I hope he was like, yo, you. I'm like, that was the coolest fucking record I ever. Like at the and moment, the Fisheye Lens, the Times Square at, video. At, at the time when that shit dropped, yeah. Mace and Biggie was on some like out of this world cool yeah. shit. Dog, dog. That Mace came on that record like a straight asshole. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm just like. Y'all music knowledge don't be that great. No, I'd be terrible. Uh, 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 fucking uh, Jay Z on the best of you uh remix with Maya. With Maya. Right. Shit, Jay Z on Heartbreaker with Mariah. Jay Z on he got another one. Old Dirty with Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. When you hear a regular Fantasy, it stinks. What is this? Yeah. It don't have no texture. Yo, dude, y'all go with you. Like, you need that shit. Yeah, Come on. Like, need it. Yeah. I'm like, y'all music takes me terrible, yo. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely. I'm sitting there like, yo, Only You was one of the coolest fucking records ever created. Yeah. That shit was insanely yeah, I'm cool. just sitting here thinking about just various records over the year. I mean, there's a bunch of Party Next Door records that Drake popped up on that's like, it's a lot better. It's <laughs> Drake on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no guidance with Drake. Chris Brown, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Neo. Man. Yeah, that was a bad, that's a bad take. Yeah, it's a terrible take. That's a terrible take. Can't you, can't, uh, can't you see Biggie on Total Joe? Like, puffing them, yo, can we do this real quick? Can we give Puff some flowers? We have to. We have to. Puff, Puff Daddy, and Puff get a lot of shit for his nonsense. Because he's a strange dude. Yeah. Puff is one of the coolest people. And Puff really sold being cool as a as a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just cooler than you niggas. I'm just cooler than niggas. Puff really was on them tracks. <laughs> Talking about, uh-uh, uh-uh. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> take that, take that. Think about how good only you was without Biggie and Mace, right? Then the shit, then they put Biggie and Mace on the remix, right? And I don't think people really ever, like, took it fully in. At least I know I did. Biggie really said, Jesus, the notorious just, please us with your lyrical thesis. We just chillin', milkin', top billin', silkin', pure linen. Me and Little C's. Malibu Sea Breeze, Dawn P, and Palm Trees. Cats named Pablo with milked out Diablos. The williest. The bitches be the silliest. The more I smoke, the smaller All of the, the Philly gets. Room 112. That's where the players dwell. Like, that's how <laughs> cool Big was on that song. Skating. And in the, and in the, Skating. In the midst of that and Mace with the, hum all you want to, hum all you want to, money, I'm going to flaunt you. Girl, I want to front you. I'm always want you when nobody, nobody wants you. you. If I die now, my love going to still haunt you. Mace ain't the one that's going to pay for your phone, but Mace be the one that'll take you home. Even though I ain't the one that gave you them stones on them days alone, I, I could make, make you moan. Everybody know I got my bounce in the ounce. Here come Puff. Bad boy, getting my money, then you can count it. <laughs> Puff was insanely cool, dog. He really sold just being a cool-ass nigga who really didn't do anything. I'm just the coolest, livest nigga on the planet. I'm the greatest executive producer of all time. All time. All time. Bar none. I'm the greatest executive producer of all time. All time. Big, my, big. My best work is better than anybody else's best work. Because you know how the, the, the greatest rapper Jones goes. 
right? It's Biggie and Dennis everybody. Else. Hey, clap. It's, like, Biggie, it's Biggie and Dennis everybody. Else. And I, I I explained this shit to to my man the other day. I was talking to Jules about it. And I was talking to my man Jay, and I'm I'm telling him I'm like, Biggie died at 24, mm-hmm. which means when Biggie showed up in '93. That he died in ninety seven. That means when Biggie showed up in ninety three, he was a fucking teenager. He was Child. fresh <laughs> off of being nineteen years old, right? And we thought we had saw the coolest rappers ever already. We thought LL Cool J was the cool. LL Cool J was so cool it was in his name. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We thought LL Cool J was the coolest nigga we'd ever seen. Then you had niggas like Ice T and Too Short, where you thought these was like the coolest pimpers niggas on the planet. Then Snoop Dogg hit, and you just like, this cool can't even be yeah, this matched. This tall, skinny, smooth nigga. This cool can't even be matched. Biggie showed up and was cool. Like, just he had an essence about him that was just cool. The Coogees, the Versace frames, uh, He's the first person to wear Bape. Biggie showed up in the Flavor in Your Air remix. It was where the first time a lot of people heard Biggie outside of the Thundercat joint. Biggie hopped on that, and the first thing out of his mouth was, niggas is mad I get more butt than ashtrays. Like, that's how much yeah. of an asshole Big was. Fuck a fair when I get mine the fast way, ski mask way, with them ransom notes, far from handsome. But damn a nigga. Here come Puff. What you told? What you told? What you told? More guns than roses. Here come Puff. What you what you told? More guns than roses. These niggas was insane. And I'm really breaking it down for my man Jay. He was cracking up. I'm like, this is how cool Biggie was. Like, as cool as we thought Ice T was, as cool as we thought Too Short was, LL, all these different guys, Slick Rick. We we thought these and Rock Him and Eric B. You just mentioned him with the Brooklyn. You thought niggas was the coolest niggas you ever seen. And they was my, and Rock Kim and Eric B was my niggas. Oh my God. I expl- I'm explaining to them Biggie, Biggie went at Nas. Biggie was dissing Nas for not being as cool as him. And if you really understand Nas, when Nas got in the rap, right, you had live at the barbecue, right? Nas was a teenager. There was no reason for him to rap that good, right? And I remember me as a young man. You got to remember, when rap hit for me, think about when you were seven or eight years old, right? How did you view rap in that moment? Do you remember? When I was how old? A kid. Rap to you was like some fun shit that they just play music at the party and you dance and, yeah. you know, like y'all at y'all little kitty parties and shit and outside on the block. <laughs> and it, Music is fun to you when you were a child because you don't know what the fuck they tell right. you. You're just listening to the beat. <laughs> For me, when I was six, seven years old, you know what rap was? Tag team back again. <laughs> like it's, it's that shit. Pussy roll. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's just something for you to, yeah. you, it's just noise. My uncle was a Nas fan. He loved Nas from Jump. And I remember he was, like, he had Illmatic, and he was heavy on Illmatic. And my uncle was like, man, that one love on Illmatic, man, the, the way Nas is speaking to his homies in jail, I just, that, that's one of the best records in rap history. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, Nas got a record on his album where he's writing letters to all his homies in jail. And I'm like, come again? Right. You can do that? Right, because that's where my mind was at, where it's just like, no, rap is like to be fun and dance. It's not, you don't tell stories. You don't learn nothing from you, you, Like, what are you talking about? And he played it for me. Like, I was a young boy. You know what I'm saying? And you want me to, you, you are? Okay. Like, I was a young boy, and he played One Love for me off of Illmatic, right? And you've, have you heard, you've heard One Love. A zillion times. 
I remember hearing that record and thinking, yo, this nigga Nas is insane. Like, imagine, like, because he wrote an essay. He legitimately was writing stories and telling you stories. Imagine, you didn't book reports. Imagine your English teacher tell you, yeah, uh, next week I want a 300-word book report. And it got a rhyme. Right. <laughs> it seems out of this world, right? So I remember hearing One Love and, like, just thinking about that record where he's really rapping letters to his friends in jail. You know what I'm saying? And he says, dear Vaughn, you'll be out soon. Stay strong out in New York. The same shit is going on. The crackheads are stalking. Loudmouths is talking. Check out the story yesterday while I was walking. The nigga who got shot last year tried to appear like he hurting something. Word the mother hurting fronting. Now he pumping on your block. Your man gave him your Glock and now they run together. What up son? Whatever. Like that was really where Nas was at. And Biggie showed up and was like, yeah, fuck him, too. He, got, <laughs> he fucking with me. He courted as shit. That's how cool Big was. And he like, no, nah, yo, like, Big really was out of this fucking world. So having Big and having <clears throat> Puff and then the Mace shit was it just... I, to this day, man, Biggie dying is, like, just one of the greatest Travis. Yeah, we got just, robbed. We got robbed. Because they were supposed to have it for, like, eternity. Yeah, we got robbed. In absolutely eternity. Like, street politics took the best rapper from us. Because that's all it was. It was just street politics. Nothing. Nothing else. Nothing else. And and at the heart of all of it is, it's like, it's friendship. So it's like, so as much as, like, we, you know, we kind of excoriate these young niggas for the dumb shit that they doing, Biggie, Puff, Suge, and, and... Pac did the same exact thing. The same dumbass shit. Same stupid ass shit. Idols turned to rivals and niggas let the competition get the best of them and it turned into some murder shit. Then you look up, you see Snoop Dogg and Puff on the Steve Harvey show together. It's like, wait, what? Fucking Pac's dead, Biggie's dead, Suge's in jail doing life, and Puffy is, you know what I'm saying, Ciroc boys. So the victor go to spoils and Snoop own death row now. And it's just like, I guess that's the full circle moment where it's just like, is there a need for all of this shit? <laughs> Fuck no. Because all it do is rob people in the long run. Yep. That's it. We got robbed of art, culture, creationism. We didn't get the Brooklyn Mint clothing line. We didn't get the Commission album. We didn't get uh, a fully formed Junior Mafia album. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we didn't get so Pop much. didn't get, re- get a chance to really do <laughs> thug life. You know what I mean? Yeah, we like, didn't get the One Nation project. Like. All that. We didn't get Death Row East. We didn't get none of that shit. Mm-mm. Because niggas was acting like niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that tweet, when I seen we that shit. We didn't get a Nas and Pac record. We didn't get, you know what I'm saying? We didn't get a fucking Nas and Biggie record. Yeah. Biggie was d- busy dissing the man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was one of the greatest we arguments of my childhood. We didn't get Biggie and, uh, and Wu-Tang. Yeah. Other than meth. I mean, that's yeah. a... That's listen. That's one of the greatest records of all time. Um, but like, we didn't get like think about like we didn't like go at the at a at that time period. Ghost and Ray were some of the best rappers on earth. We didn't get Biggie with Ghost and Ray. Now I said it on last year, nigga live. He was like, they was both my niggas, but they couldn't fuck with Puff, and Puff couldn't fuck with them, and it's just a bunch of stupid ass bullshit. That was what he was saying. Puff drove his new range through Queensbridge projects. He let me drive it before Ready to Die hit. Big and I blew blunts performing at the Ark. Next thing you knew, Big Blue, then all the balling starts. He had Kim and his crew. I found Fox. We was the only niggas in New York with number, number one, one charts. charts. Big was ahead of his time, but him and uh, 
Big was ahead of his time. Him and Raekwon, my niggas. But dig it. They couldn't get along. Ghostface said it on the purple tape. Bad boy biting eyes. I'm going cover weight. Big told me they were stealing my slang. Then Ray told me out in Shaolin, Big would do the same thing. But I borrowed from both them niggas. Like, now I said it on the record. Like, you go back and listen. Purple tape was only built for Cuban links. You go back and listen to it. Ghostface said that shit yeah, on it. Like, all them niggas, niggas dick eating. Yeah. Yeah, put the Nas shit on. You know what I'm saying? He said it on there. And that was where Big was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not biting none of them. Niggas like, dog, Illmatic came out first. Nas got his baby picture on the cover. Now you got the baby picture on your cover. That's when Big went left on, uh, what's the joint on Life, Life at the Death? Um, oh, uh, uh, kicking the door. Kicking the door. All about yeah. Nas. Like, it's ill when MCs used to be on cruddy shit. Took home, ready to die, listen, steady shit. Now, now they, they on some, some money, money shit. Successful out the blue. You lightweight, fragile. Like, nine milli make the white shake. Like, That's why my money never funny, and you still recouping, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Like, Nas jumped right on it. Y'all know about my Biggie Wars. Who you thought kicking the door was for? I'm like, nah, I, I remember saying that shit when we was young. Like, he's blatantly talking about Nas in the record. And it's just like, yeah, like, on a primo. On a primo. <laughs> like, dog, them, that. Big was surgical. Dog, Big was nuts. Surgical, He was dog. nuts. Nas said this, this, there's some more shit to this King of New York shit. Like, it was real live, like, a lot of little sneaky little bullshit that just yeah. went on. And... You know, it expanded, of course, once Big had it. Now it's like, oh, Pac's the guy over there coming out of jail. <laughs> right. and Big's the man here. Pac had his shooting where Biggie and them clearly didn't shoot you. Clearly didn't clearly shoot you. didn't do that. But you, you knew you had problems with Tut and all them dirty old old head niggas. You know what I'm saying? What's the boy? Uh, that's Haitian Jack. Haitian Jack and all that. You you know that shit. Jimmy yeah. Henchman. You knew what like, your problems was. And he ran with that. And, and even down to like, I don't know if you heard the story about Nas and all them Queensbridge niggas. They like came to Pac at the June. Like, yeah, dog, like, what the, the fuck MTV you? Awards. And Pac like, dog, I'm selling records, dog. And I was like, so these niggas can chill. They don't, because they was going to kill you. Yeah, they, they don't want to kill you and chill. Yeah. 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 These niggas have nothing to lose. These niggas over my shoulder. They said Nazanin was doing shows and his homies would jump in the crowd and rob niggas at the show. Yes. Yeah. Grimy ass Queensbridge nigga. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, like we, we definitely got robbed behind that shit. And I just look at these young people where it's just like, Y'all are robbing yourselves of so much, just so much time, energy, resources, shit. Y'all like y'all could really come together and take. Cause again, we we said it on here, being black is worth money. Yeah, like, like if you cool it. and black, you can make money from just being cool yeah, and black. And think about it, it's like can't none of y'all perform nowhere. No, so there is no there is no economy to what y'all doing. Y'all just making records and. Going on IG and Reddit and whatever, whatever. Like y'all can't make no money. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't monetize y'all craft. Y'all can't perform no fucking where because y'all ops gonna show up and shoot the shit up and vice versa. So it's just like this is stupid. Like at some point, like this has to end. And it's like whether y'all end it or the fucking government or the federal authorities end it for y'all, it's gonna end. And that's what they need to understand is that like. Yeah, y'all think losing your homies and all of that shit is hard. Wait till you fucking 19 and you got to go do 67 years in months in the feds. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't going to feel good. Because all that running wild and all that shit you think you're going to do when you go up, to, that's not happening. Them old niggas will stab your ass up, throw you over the tear. They they got they don't got time for your bullshit. Like, all that super nigga, they're not going for it. It's not going to happen. So it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. It's not going to be no Cinderella story, none of that shit. Like, you're going to end up in jail, and you're going to be like, damn, I threw my life away Yeah. over a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. 
over a bunch of bullshit, man. Y'all got a chance to turn y'all life around, piece shit up, do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's on y'all. Y'all got to want to do it. Yeah. And I can't tell nobody how to operate once people start dying and all that. But at the end of the day, it's like you could choose to live. You could just choose it. Yeah. You could choose to live, man. Choose to just do something. Yeah. Like other than dying. Like we said, you can do whatever you want to do. It's there for you. Like whether you create the opportunity, you get with somebody else that helps show you the opportunity, whatever. But it's there. Dan's a, wall, a living testament to the shit. Yeah. yeah. Dan was in the feds. Yep. Dan got 19 successful business. <laughs> Real shit. Dan do camera, for choreography, video design, <laughs> motherfucking wires. <laughs> all that shit. Like, it just that. But, and that's decent. That's what, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, man, like, you can just be better. <laughs> like, it's always a chance for to sure. just be better and do better shit. So, I got nothing else. Uh, as usual, man, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out, uh, is Vion, Vilon. Uh, shout out Vilon, uh, Cognac. Uh, shout out the boss, Ricky Ross, man. Appreciate the product. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, man. Shout out Rose. Yeah, shout out, shout out Rose, man. You know, hopefully y'all be seeing a lot more of us in Vilon. You know, in the, in the near future. You know what I mean? Uh, if y'all ain't got y'all tour tickets, get y'all tickets for Brooklyn, man. Uh, T R P E X. The office is going to be dope. We're going to cut up. We're going to have a good old time. You know what I'm saying? We might do, I don't know, we might have to do three hours that day. I don't know, man. Hey, you know listen. what I'm saying? We're going to get busy up in Brooklyn. So, you know, shout out to that, man. Um, be on the lookout for the revamp Patreon. A lot more content coming to Patreon. We're going to be doing this Patreon exclusive interview series, uh, you know, on, on there also uh, with some different, you know, key figures and stuff from the community. We got the ultimate credit episode coming up with uh, Herm and, and Kev Dolce uh, soon. Uh, we're going to get that uh, locked in. And uh, Tyron Barnes, Drip Soul Separate, Minister Zay. We got a bunch of different stuff coming up that we're going to be doing on the platform. So stay tuned. If y'all not on the uh, YouTube yet, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube, uh, the realest podcast ever. Hit the subscribe, hit the bell button uh, on there so y'all get alerts for all the new videos. Um, yeah, we on available on all the platforms, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. TRP, we out this bitch. We out. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.